God came in, accepted him. I did it in 1996. Uh, went through a divorce, so a lot of people don't know I was married before. Uh, during the marriage, uh, and I'll just give a testimony on that. During the marriage, all I knew was this Jesus I wasn't letting go of. That's all I knew. My, my ex-wife and their family, they all went to church and all that stuff. All I knew was this Jesus it's me and him. And so I began to get into the word and um, the word was changing my life. Have you or someone you know had your life turned upside down because of your past? Of course I have. Everyone does background checks now, which makes it hard to bounce back. What do you believe? I believe your background shouldn't hold you back. It, sh it should pay you back. This podcast will inspire you, motivate you, and inform you with everything you need to rise above your past and, and not be afraid to say, go, go ahead, check my background. My name is Jaden Gum, and this is Background Check. You already know. Let's go. You can check my background. I'm a forgiving felon, so tell them that I won't back down now. You can bet I won't live in regret. It's time to earn some respect. You are tuning in to Background Check. Little herb, little herb. What's up? What's up, herb? Herb, herb. It's not herb. It's Herb Addison. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Background Check Podcast. I'm your host, J. Dan Gum, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Jessalyn. How are you? Good. And Background Check, we believe your background shouldn't hold you back. It should pay you back. Brought to you by Forgiven Felons, helping people with the past. Realize their future. And also also brought to you by... The Way Back. The Way Back. The Way Back is the premier Dallas reentry uh, firm, or firm, organization, whatever you want to call them. And uh, if you're getting out anywhere near the Dallas area, give them a call. Have your family give them a call. Oh, here you go with the yawns again. Stop. <laughs> I mean, they all see you. It's okay. Uh, so um, Jess is perpetually tired, I think. Yes, I think I'm tired. I'm cold, and my ankle hurts. Yeah. So we got. If, if you didn't notice, we have the uh, we have the uh, crutches right there. She rolled her ankle again. I think I broke it. Yeah, no, you you wouldn't you would be in pain, big time pain. I was in pain. No, that it was a different it's a different type of pain when you break your ankle. So, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, again, we kind of interrupted our uh, spot for the way back, but uh, they they have everything for you. Uh, anything you need for reentry, they have it. And uh, all you got to do is call the number. Have your family call the number on the screen, the screen right, right now. And it's also going to be at the end of the show. But they, they do everything. Food, clothes, hygiene, uh, counseling, anything anything you need to reenter except... Housing. Housing. I'm okay? so excited about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, today's show is also brought to you by Jessa Lynn's Yawn. Yeah, and my yawn. mustard socks. She's going to be yawning all, all, all during the show. Uh, sh hold up your mustard socks. So these are, um, what brand is that? Heinz? I don't know. I, I guess. I didn't know they made socks. No. Oh, I thought you were talking about the mustard. Yeah, the mustard. I, the I brand The brand of the mustard. I can't read it. Anyway, is it Hunt's? Anyway, it's the yellow mustard bottle. I forgot. I forgot who makes those. But uh, anyway, welcome to the show. We're, we we got a great show for you today. We're going to make the announcements kind of short. 
uh, because Jess is not I'm feeling tired. a little. She's a little out of the weather, but she still wanted to do it. And uh, and I have so jokes. Yeah. So uh, so we we're, we're gonna we're gonna start out. Let's start out with the jokes, Jessa. Okay. Start out with I the made joke. Up Ready? This go. First joke. Well, I, the first one I saw it in a book, so I'm going to read it right oh, now. She's going to tell you two jokes. One she made up and one she read it in a book. Go. Yes. My first joke is, what kind of car does a Jedi ride? Jedi. So like, Jedi, Star, Star Wars, Wars, and all that. What kind of car does a Jedi ride? All right. Ready to hear it? A Toyota. Toyota. So Yoda is a part of the Star, Star Wars, Wars series. Jedi. Toyota. All right, okay. I like that. This All right, is this the is the one, one she made I up. Made up. This is this is funny, guys. This is funny. I like okay. it. Don't say it too quick because I know you know the answer. All right. Okay. Y'all probably will get this really quick. It's what do skeletons do in prison to beat their boredom? What do skeletons do in prison to beat their boredom? So what do they do when they're bored? What they play they? a game of bones. They play a game of bones. All right. I like that. She made that up all by herself. Good, give Jess a hand. Yay. All right. That, now, here's the dad jokes. The dad, the dad jokes I got out of the stocking. Uh, what was the special offer at the pet store this week? What was the special office offer at the pet store this week? Buy one cat, get one flea. <laughs> Not free, but flea. All right, that's all. That's all the jokes we're going to do. Enjoy. <laughs> the joy of the Lord is your strength. Make sure you I laugh this week. Make sure you laugh. Uh, listen, uh, some of you did write in and do the You, you Might Be a Felon. I think I, I found, listen, uh, Gabby, one of our uh, readers um, helping out, Maria, backed off a little bit. She had to step down. And so we are a little behind on reading letters, okay? But a lot of times what I will do is I will I will. At the post office, I will scan through the letters. Like I'll open it and scan through it. I'll open it, scan through it, and I'll open them all and scan through them. And uh, so I, I generally know what's in there, but then I, I need to go back and reread them. The so, details. yeah. So I, I, I feel like somebody wrote some more. Uh, you might be a felon joke. So, so we'll get to them eventually. All right. Yeah. Um, also, uh, I want to revisit some guidelines of the show. We got new followers every week. Jessa, I think like just in the last week, like a thousand people have weekly subscribed now. Wow, a thousand more. So we're over the thirty-five thousand mark. Did we tell them that one week we had like forty-two people except Christ? except Jesus Christ? Yeah. So it, there's been a lot of people except Jesus That's Christ the in the last. I've ever seen. It's been amazing. So thank y'all. Welcome all of you who have hit that accept Christ button to the family of God. You are our brothers and sisters now. So uh, welcome to the family. Uh, some guidelines. Uh, you may be new. I haven't read the guidelines of what we do, why we're here, why we exist, and what we do, and what we can do, and what we can't do. All right? So we exist to bring people on the show to share stories of people who are sitting there in prison, just like you, or maybe already out. And uh, if you're listening to it when you get out, um, they're already out, and they're showing that you that you can rise above your background. Uh, and then also we'll bring people on here that volunteer in the prison. Like today's guest is a volunteer in prison. He never did time. Yeah. Uh, we bring resources on the show, like one man's treasure. Uh, we're going to have, we're going to have the, uh, the way back on here. And, uh, we're going to bring, uh, other guests that, I mean, just, and then some, some episodes are special episodes where we do special things like Christmas like lights Christmas and all one. that. Um, but here's the thing. Don't, don't send us anything. Okay, uh, that you don't want that you want back. If you send it to us, it's gonna either uh, you know if it's a gift like uh, like the what's on the wall up there. Either gonna you know, sit up there the, for all of eternity. The, the gifts will, will be in the studio. 
uh, or like the cards that were um, the cards that were sent. They'll be displayed on a wall, whatever. But yeah. if you send us pictures, we're not going to do anything with them. Uh, we can't give them to your to anybody. We can't send them to anybody. We can't call people for you. Uh, we're we're not going to you know track people down for you. We're not going to do that with that. We can't. Okay, I'm already on suspension for a volunteer. <sighs> You know, and, and so don't ask me to, you know, dig myself a deeper hole, please. Uh, so we're, we exist to bring you encouragement, edification, to lift you up, to show you you can do it, to show you I'm here to show you that I've been where you are and you could be where I'm at. OK, and you can even go past me and get more than me. All right. Um, we're here to have fun. We're here to uh, again. Jokes. Yeah. Tell jokes. And, uh, and and that's that's what we're here for. OK. Uh, other, other podcasts may do certain things more than us. Uh, they may play more, more music and more songs than us. And that's fine. We're not called to just do music all the time. Uh, you know, we're, we're called to creatively bring the gospel to you through guests, through humor, Mm -hmm. through, uh, our relationship and through, so that's what we do. Okay. So please don't write us and, 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 uh, you know, and, and don't, um, don't flirt with our guests that come on the show. You know, uh, we, we get a lot of, if, if, if I, if we don't give you an address to write our guests to, then that means they don't, they're, they're not necessarily wanting to be written to. Okay. Um, and I don't, not every letter you write to me gets to the guests because I, I don't have the bandwidth. I'm not going to just forward mail all the time. All right. Um, no, no, Amy, Naomi is not taking any more mail. So don't write her. All right. Um, I'll still take birthday cards. Uh, the other thing is when, when you get out, when you get out, make sure you give us a call, go to the website, go to the contact page, get my cell phone number off the page and, uh, and then come to some of our uh, activities. If you're in the Dallas area, come to some of our activities, come to breakfast Bible study twice a month on Sundays. Uh, you don't have to be at our house, live at our house to come to these activities. Open house happens once every three or four months and, uh, come to those. Tell your family to come to them now. We got family members of loved ones in prison. Uh, there's an inmate in Florida. His mom lives here, and she comes to the events. You know, so uh, have your family come connect with us out here. You know, we we would love to connect with them out here even before we meet you. Uh, let's see what else. And then also, um, you get a T-shirt if yeah. you call me. We'll ship you a T-shirt. I got some pictures on the screen right now of the most recent. Now listen, when you get out. And you, you call me and you send me your information for a T-shirt and all that. I may forget. Don't get mad. Just remind me. All right? Just remind me. Say, hey, did you send the T-shirt? Uh, I think I forgot some people that have just done it. Sometimes things happen, right? Grandmommy, your grandmommy, my mom has just been in the hospital for a couple of days. Or she's been having a hard time breathing for a couple of days. So we had to finally take her to the emergency room. Yeah. And I've sat up there the whole time. And so, so just know, you know, that... Um, you know, you, even though we, we make you feel like we're just speaking directly to you and you're sitting in, in the, in the chair over here where the crutches are, um, we know there's, there's lots of y'all out there and, uh, and there's only one of us and two of us, but she's not, resp- she's not doing all the ministry stuff other than just coming on her and showing her. I mean, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, but anyway, uh, yes, uh, let's see, uh, the t-shirts, uh, these pictures are Preston. Preston Van Slyke and Michael Liston. And so uh, they're the most recent that have got the T-shirts from us. I got a couple more to send out. And, uh, I love their T-shirts. I forgot. I got to I gotta get them. Uh, let's see. Notes for the 15 laws. Thank you. Uh, there's been about, I think, 20 of you. 
Listen, I, um, I I wasn't thinking. We have three pages of notes for that first law. He's trying to get it to one. Page. And then, so if I send all of you three pages of notes, that's going to be three stamps each. And uh, and I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like there's going to be more of you that want it. So I'm I'm in the process of trying to condense all of our notes for each episode down to one page. And I don't mind I don't mind spending the stamp uh, for one stamp for sending each of you. But uh, so give us give me give me some time on that. All right, give me some time. We'll get it to you. We'll get it to you, and uh, and, and everything's going to be great, all right? Uh, Jess, how's volleyball going? Well, I don't know how it's going to go with my ankle now. But how are your tournaments? Are you enjoying your tournaments? Yeah, I enjoy them. Sometimes um, my stomach starts to hurt, and I don't end up playing my best, but I have fun. Why do you think that is? I don't know. I think it's just nerves also with me eating quickly. And then having to do a lot of stuff while I'm eating. yeah, because sometimes you got to be there early in the morning. Yeah, I had to wake up at like five, like five fifteen. Yeah, because it was an hour away, and we had to be there to ref the first game. Right? Some games you play, and some yeah. games you ref. Like on Saturday morning, in our last tournament, I will. I had to wake up at six fifteen because I had a UIL competition, and then I went to my volleyball. Tournament. Oh yeah, the last one. Yeah. And then the next day, we had to be there at seven a in the morning, and it's. An hour away, right? And so I had to get up at like five o'clock in the morning. So she did scarf down my oatmeal. She did oral reading competition uh, earlier in the day, and Apparently then went straight to, me. and then went straight to uh, to uh, volleyball later in the day. So okay, all right. Well, let's talk football. All right. As you can see, you see who my team is now in the playoffs. Me too. We got we got the blue going everywhere. We are going for the Lions. We believe. I posted it on Facebook out here when the playoffs started. I, that I was said, funny. I said I believe that the Baltimore Ravens and the Lions will be in the Super Bowl together. Uh, I I do believe that the the Ravens have the better team, and I think that they would win the Super Bowl. But I believe that I want the Lions to win. So we're we're we're, we're cheering for the Lions. I got a I got a Hutchinson Aiden Hutchinson job T-shirt on. So. Um, See, anyway, the, the only reason I, the only thing I like about the Ravens is the color. The Ravens, she, you know, I don't mind if the, if the Ra- I'm happy either either one of these teams win, I'm happy. I, don't, I just don't want the 49ers because if the 49ers win and go to the Super Bowl, then they got six Super Bowl rings like us. <laughs> okay, and now so, I kind of want the 49ers. But no, you're a Cowboy fan, so you don't want the 49ers to win because then they'll have more than oh, you. Yeah, yeah. So you they have five. Yeah, they'll have five. 49ers and Cowboys have five. Yeah. So uh, so I just. Just pluck out the Hey, listen, I want to say thank you to all of you who helped us on the uh, Chris Hall episode. This is not the first time that an episode's done that, but uh, we, I talked with uh, God Behind Bars, and we walked through the process, and we couldn't figure out what was causing that to just freeze up after two seconds. But, um, you know, they, they, they didn't quit. They, they, they didn't give up. They just kept doing it until it reposted. So I think 40,000 of y'all have watched it so far, and some have given your life to Christ through that episode. So thank y'all. And um, anyway, so, um, so yeah, we got, we got, let's see, is there anything else? Uh, so who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? Who do you think is going to win this weekend? Who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? Um, you know what my dream Super Bowl would be? What? It would be the fourth quarter of my dream Super Bowl. It would be Cowboys versus Steelers, mm-hmm. and the 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 uh the score would be two hundred thirty five to zero, Cowboys. Okay. And that would be my dream Super Bowl. Wow, two hundred thirty five zero. It must not be Dak quarter Dak uh, Prescott quarterbacking. 
All right. So, uh, uh, you know, it's been a it's been a very busy, rough season for me. The weather has not allowed me to finish taking down my Christmas lights. I got to do my last light on Monday. Yeah, and your birthday. And it was my birthday. Thank you to all, all of you who sent me a happy birthday message or a card. We had some people. Thank you so much. He got his favorite birthday card of all time somebody in my in my in our connect group sent me a birthday card and it was so cute it was a it was an actual card and but it had she could grab pictures off our facebook social media or whatever and put them on the card and just said you know just said some nice things so that was pretty cool uh but some of you guys have drew, drew me handwritten cards and i want to say thank you to you guys uh and listen you know listen i Shout outs, uh, again, I don't feel like that's what we're called to do. Uh, I did some in the beginning on the audio. I try to do some on the video, but so many people right now and so many people want shout outs, and I just can't do it all. And there might be a time or two where we say someone's name. Uh, sometimes we have a relationship with them already. Michael Etchison, you know, I came and interviewed. He's been on the podcast. Chaz Roberts and Keith Moore at the at the Kyle unit. Uh, love you guys. Me and Kyle have known each other for a while now. And I mean, uh, me and Chaz. I'm like, wait, what? At the Kyle, at the Kyle <laughs> unit. Uh, Matthew Ayers at the wind unit. What's up? Wind unit. Uh, Ferguson unit. What's up? Some units I've been to uh, string fellow. Um, your chaplain did contact me, but he doesn't know obviously that I'm suspended. So if we want to schedule something for after October, we can. All right. Uh, if you want your unit to, to schedule me later in the year when I come off suspension, then uh, let me know. Okay, right now we're working on Arizona. Arizona, I'm talking to your chaplains. Uh, Florida, I'm talking to your chaplains. Missouri, Northeast Correctional Center, there's another one in Missouri. I forgot the other one, but there's another one. Uh, we're trying to schedule a time to come up and hit both of y'all's units. Um, so, yeah, so it's nice. So we're, 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 we're doing good. But anyway, it's just been busy. Uh, bad weather, finishing lights, all that end of the year uh, contribution statements. Everyone who's donated to Forgiven Fountain, and it was a lot last year in 2023. And some of them were you from uh, you guys. You know, thank you for tithing. You guys that make money in prison that tithe to our ministry. We we love y'all. We've never asked y'all to, but uh, we thank y'all. And y'all will get statements uh, so you can file with your taxes. Uh, but anyway, we got a great guest coming up, Eric Wilson. Uh, his whole family is our Steeler fans. His whole family. They're not divided like us. Well, All right. Too They're bad. Not divided. It's going to stay like that for a long time. <laughs> uh, and Eric didn't, he has never done time, but he's had a passion for serving. So you guys uh, that Eric has been to the Gib Lewis, get ready. We're going to show some pictures and video from the Gib Lewis unit. Uh, and, uh, and, and yeah, so, so get ready. This is going to be a great episode. And uh, you ready? You ready to pray? Yeah. Can I just show them this? I love this so yeah, much. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I mean, they've already seen it, so they know it says Steelers. I love it, Steelers is on the forgiven side, and Cowboys are on the felon side. Yeah, but at least it's bigger than the Steelers logo. Yeah, I know. He made a mistake. I don't think it was a snake, though. All right, listen, y'all. We love y'all. We love y'all so much. Uh, never forget that, that I used to sit right where you are, okay? And I know what you're going through. It doesn't matter what's, what month out of the year and what that, that month brings, whether it's a holiday, whether it's a— you know, uh, cold right days. I sat there. Listen, when I was in prison, I was at, at Buster Cole, and it was so cold up there. Okay, and y'all know how it is. The heat, the heat's not. It's a transfer facility, and in the middle of winter, the hot water main line, the main line hot water, breaks, and we were without hot water in the winter. 
for almost three weeks. All right. Now, that means all the inmates were not taking showers because it's cold water in the showers. I like cold showers. So, no, this was ice cold. It's winter. It's in the middle of winter. So even the cold water is even colder. Okay. Uh, and then, and then they don't put much heat. You know, there's not a hot, they don't make it very hot for us in the, in the cells. So, uh, you know what I did? You gotta get, you gotta get creative. You know what I did? They, they still let us go out to wreck. Nobody wanted to go out to wreck cause it was too cold for them. But Buster Cole let us go out to wreck. And sometimes I was the only one out there, but I would go out there and I'd shoot. And you know what I would do I, is I would take my jacket off. In 40 degree weather, and I would go out there and sit for an hour and a half, two hours, run, shoot, whatever. But I would let myself get so cold that when we come back in to, and I would take a shower, the wa- the cold water coming out of the shower felt like it was warm water because of how cold I was from being outside. So I got creative. Everybody's like, how can you do that, gum? How can you do that? Well, I went out to wreck, and I got cold. So, But listen, we know that um, uh, there's a lot of you guys that have been – at units that they've been either not turning the heat on or the heat's been broken and all that. And just know that we've been praying for you guys. We know, I know how it's tough. I know how tough it can be. I was there in the hot of the, the heat of the summer and the, the, the cold of the winter. So um, we know what you're going through and we love y'all. We pray, we're praying for y'all. Okay. Um, but anyway, is there anything else? I feel like we're missing, you feel like we're missing something. I mean, we just got to pray. Dad, we did jokes, volleyball, 15 laws. Make sure you tell everybody about the 15 laws. We got the next law coming up this Wednesday, all right? Breakfast, tell your family, guides, guidelines. What? Yeah, we've done it all. All right, here we go. You ready? Let's pray. Let's, let's yawn first. All right, everybody yawn for Jessa. Everybody yawn with Jessa. Ready? <laughs> all right, here we go. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for this platform. We thank you for... This day, we thank you, Lord, that you are Jehovah uh, Jireh. You provide. You provide for us. You're Jehovah Rapha. You you heal us, Lord. We pray over Jess's ankle that you uh, heat it, uh, heal it fast, Lord, so she can play in, uh, in, in practice, but also play in the tournament next week, Lord. Lord, we thank you for um, uh, that you're Jehovah Nisi. You fight our battles, Lord. We thank you that some battles we just can't even, we don't have the strength to fight but you fight them for us, Lord. But we know that we fight from victory, not for victory. So we thank you for the the, the the victory that you've already won, Lord. Lord, we thank you for the inmates in prison. We thank you for their families. We thank you for um, the staff and, the, and wardens, Lord. We pray that you just continuously tug on the warden and the staff's heart to make it as comfortable as possible for the inmates and turn the heat on when they have it and uh, and do whatever they can, Lord. Extra blankets, Lord. We pray that their hearts are just changed and, and turned towards being able to provide for the inmates, Lord. We pray for those inmates that, that like to be rowdy and cause a ruckus and, and, and ruin it for a lot of other people. We pray that you turn their hearts, Lord. We pray that you turn their hearts toward just calming down and just being, being nice, Lord. We thank you for that, Lord. We thank you for your, your Christian warriors in prison, Lord, whether they're in SEG, whether they're in G5, whether they're on death, death and life row. Lord, we thank you for everybody, all you people out there that are um, watching SEG, G5, life row, death row, all across the nation. We thank you for you. We thank God for you. And we thank you that you continue to fight against um, suicide. You fight against those anxiety 
those anxious thoughts, those depressing thoughts. We're, we're lifting you up on a daily basis to our God, and we thank God for you, and we ask you, Lord, to just give them that extra special feeling of, of um, just Emmanuel, God with us. God, be with them. Be with everybody who needs a special visit. Be with them right now. Give them a hug. Let them feel it as they're watching this, Lord. We thank you for them, Lord. We, we, we thank you that you're a, a liberating God. You, you set the captives free, Lord. So whoever's listening to this, whether they're out here and they're in a mental, emotional, financial prison or they're actually in prison, in jail somewhere, we thank you for setting them free in their heart and in their mind. And uh, we just love you, Lord. And we, uh, we thank you for this platform. We thank you for our family for our, our biological family, but also th for our family of choice, which are is everybody watching and listening through through uh, the tablets, Lord, through the, the phones, through whatever. We love you, Lord. Keep them warm. Keep them safe. And uh, we thank you. We give you all the glory this week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I kept yawning. I know. I know. You're the yawner. You're the yawner. I only yawn during the show. Now you yawn a lot, too. But I, I yawn the most. Too. You do yawn the most in the show. <laughs> and most time we're only on for like 15 or 30 minutes and you yawn quite a bit. She's really not bored with you. She, you're not making her bored, I promise. It's me. I think I'll make her bored. <laughs> All right. Well, we want to, uh, again, say we love y'all. You love them, right? Mm -hmm. We love all of y'all. All right? Uh, thanks again for all the birthday wishes. And uh, thanks again for writing in and asking about the notes. Please be patient. We're working it out where we can get it to you in a one pager. And uh, we'll we'll see you. We'll see you on Wednesday. All right. Have a good week. Go Lions. And don't forget to don't let your background hold you back. Make it pay you back. A silent record spins is how I play. Today is God's tip to something coming through. I'm feeling clean through and through. Although the paper is blue. All right. Welcome, everybody, to Background Check Podcast, where we believe your background shouldn't hold you back. It should pay you back. Also brought to you by Forgiven Felons, uh, helping people with the past realize their future. We're also brought to you by The Way Back. If, uh, if you're coming to the Dallas area, re-entry uh, firm uh, in Dallas, you need to look them up. Anybody, if you're incarcerated in any way, shape, or form, Dallas County Jail, prisons, and you're coming to the Dallas area, you need to call them. The number's on the screen right now and at the end of the show as well. But, uh, man, I am in studio today. And if, if you're looking at the screen and, you see, and you're saying, man, Jay's in a different seat. <laughs> well, there's a reason because I got some guests yeah. in the studio today. Eric yeah. Wilson and yes, E2. Sir. Yes, sir. Uh, come on, man. Ooh. Give that wide shot. I didn't, I didn't even see you too, E2. Oh, uh, yeah. Come on. There we go. Hey, what's up, everybody? One, two, All right. one, two. Uh, okay. Yes. So, you know, for the longest time um, – We've I've known about I've known about our guest, um, Eric. Wow, I've known about wow. you. Yeah, like and wow. I think I even emailed you one time when we, when we got the podcast yeah. first going three years mm -hmm. ago. Mm -hmm. Emailed you and said, you know, would you want to come on the show? And you said yes. And then and then honestly, I think the only thing stopped me back then was where you where you were located. Gotcha. Because it's yeah. a long way. It was a long drive here. Yeah. What? A little something, something. A <laughs> little something, something. A little something, something. But man, I am so honored yeah. that you we were finally here. Um, you know, I think it's probably the connection with Brandon. What's up, Brandon? Brandon Doc Coppett. 
Yeah, yes, they called sir. you Doc. I'm like, who's Doc? And they're yeah, like, that's, that's what we call Brandon. Okay. That's the right, Doc. Start. Doc, yeah. uh, if you yeah. take that with his last name, Doc Cop. <laughs> but we probably don't want to be called Cop. No inmates like to be called Cop. Copac. Copac. Doc. Copac. You know, I've never asked you, Brandon. Is it Copac or Copac? Or how do you, how, do, how does he say his yeah, name? I don't I think know. it's Copac. Okay. All right. So, uh, well, welcome to Background Check Podcast. And uh, today, man, we got a great show for you today. Um, as as you know, um, you know my Steelers are out of the playoffs, uh, but but that's However, okay. But so are the Cowboys. However, that's a normal. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, yes. However, uh, there wasn't much. Uh, there wasn't. Look at that. However, come on, come on. Yes. However, we have another. We have Steeler Nation however, in the house in the today. House. In the house. Um, <laughs> I mean, not only. I mean, I mean, we're three deep today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Y'all That's know, how we roll. Y'all know on uh, on one of the episodes, I said um, I'm I'm I can't wait to have somebody be able to push the buttons for me, mm. so I could just sit here and chill with who I'm it talking is. to. And and Brandon is the one mm. who said, "Man, what what about E two? I'm yes, like, sir. "Well, who's E two? Yeah. He's like, "He well, yeah. he's the son of E E one, Eric." Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. "Okay, all right." So we talked about it a little bit with uh, with Eric on the phone. And uh, your name's Eric too, right? Yes, sir. Eric, Eric the second. Eric also. Yeah, oh, yes, Eric that's why. Okay, just making sure. Um, <laughs> yes. So uh, we had a good conversation. We talked for a while that day, didn't we? Yeah. And uh, and so I knew I knew I didn't know when it was going to happen because y'all know Christmas lights are just yeah. busy season Action. for me. Action. And uh, and so, but uh, but yeah, uh, we're done with Christmas lights now. Mm. In fact, I've taken a few more down this week. And uh, okay. after the rain, the rain, the bad weather just got me. So slowed it down. Yeah, but uh, but man, I'm glad you're here. Yeah, good to and, uh, and 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 I found out something about you today that I didn't know. Mm. Uh, mm. And that something is that you didn't do time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know. Now, yeah. I don't know if it's just looking at you. You know, mm. some people look at me and go, "Yeah, this dude's done time." <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if that's what I thought, or if just yeah. the fact that yeah. you're a guy going into prison, mm-hmm. sharing the love of Jesus. Yeah. Uh, I just assume that, you know, because yeah. you, you share with the same passion and the mm-hmm. love for those people mm-hmm. that is kind of like our, our, yes. our love and our passion. Absolutely. 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 You know, because, yes, there is a difference between somebody who's never been locked mm-hmm. up, who goes in, yeah. that their love and compassion for the inmate yeah. is just as strong, mm-hmm. although it's different yes. than the love and compassion that we that have been locked yes. up go Absolutely. in with. Yeah. And, and so I just... I, I, I'm going to be honest, though. Sometimes I think the ones that have never been in, mm-hmm. sometimes, not all the time, mm-hmm. don't have – when I say it's the same, it, to me it's not really the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you, I watch you mm-hmm. and your passion and your compassion mm-hmm. and your love for these men um, have equaled mm-hmm. and, and rivaled those of us who have done time. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so I thank wow. you. I thank you for that, and uh, and I know it's been a call of God on your life for a while. Just yeah. sitting there talking before the the interview, getting to know you a little yeah. bit more on a yeah. deeper level, and yeah. was surprised when you said you never done time. Yeah, and uh, because the 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 love that you show almost equals those mm. of us who have done the time wow. and that want to wow. go in. So thank you for yeah. all you do. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, I do want to let you introduce yourself. Uh, you know, some some hosts like to read off this little sheet about their guests. <laughs> I don't like to do that because I mean you're you're the man. You're the man. Mm-hmm. But I want I want you uh to tell tell everybody uh some of the inmates already know you. Mm-hmm. So, uh, some of the units you go into are are, are what? Which yeah. ones? Yeah. 
Yeah. Woo. Man. Well, we've been, it started at the uh, win unit, you know, first off, shout out to Mike Barber. Yes. You know, yes. Um, Come that on, was Mike. a big door opener uh, for me. Didn't know who Mike was, you know, kind of remembered him back in the day. Once I found out he played in the NFL, like, Oh yeah, I had to look him up and stuff like that. Houston, all his Billy White shoes, Johnson, all them guys. I said, okay, okay, I kind of remember them. I wasn't a Houston fan, you know, right. we Pittsburgh Steelers, but you know, that's another story. Who is a Houston fan? Yeah, you know, well, you know, that's another story. <laughs> After yesterday, I mean, that's another story another day. But um, you know, uh, I, I like to bring up, um, I like to bring up when Mike starts talking about his glory days. <laughs> I start, I, brought, I bring up Mel Blunt, you know, and those guys that used to hit, hit him, him like across that. the middle, you hit him like that. <laughs> We sorry, Mike. We sorry, man. It is what it is, man. But, you know, it's just good to see, you know, how he's been doing this thing for so long. So it started with Mike Barber, you know, in Texas, you know, uh, through my man, uh, Pastor Paul Ibarra, who's down there in Greenlee, Colorado right now. Shout out to Pastor Paul. And um, so I started the win unit. And then, you know, with Mike Barber, you know, the, the sale unit, um, the um, uh, what the Beto unit, uh, Stringfellow unit. <laughs> that was interesting, the Stringfellow, the property. I was still yeah, yeah. that property out there. And so um, Breckenridge, uh, whatever, I think that was, is that the sale unit? The sale unit, yep, I've been there. Um, and then the Price Daniel, when God's opened the door for me um, uh, to go into the Price Daniel unit to speak, I'm um, going to get a shout out to Chris Dartry of, um, from Boys and Gentlemen out in Abilene, Texas. You know, that was the door opener for there. Uh, and then I've been to the um, uh, Holiday unit, which I'm still going into right now, actually going to the Holiday unit. Uh, and what was the last one you were at? The last Holiday. One? That was the last one you were at, yeah, right? Holiday. What's up, Holiday? Unit? Yeah, the holiday. I've never been unit. to the holiday All unit. My kings at the holiday unit. Yeah, there's some good brothers over there. Good yeah. brothers over yeah, there. Yeah, uh, yeah. My man Izzy, uh, who's uh, you know like the head guy over there. So he's doing this thing ministry wise, and you know, so you know, real excited about that. And um, uh, the um, Gib Lewis unit. Ah, the Gib Lewis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. the Gib Lewis, and that's where um, Doc, who came from the right. Price Daniel, you know, got us connected with the Gib Lewis yep. unit, and so we were able to do some great work. Got a lot of footage out there we did That's the alpha so strong day from man angel can too um and we also did um uh, and whatever uh, pictures whatever pictures you got man from any units uh, video pictures uh, we'll, we'll uh, you know b-roll pictures uh, whatever you got man we'll, we'll post it we up got there, pictures man. it so. was great being out there in a hundred and something degrees in july the 30th uh does that two years ago that's it oh that's last year two years ago um for the alpha strong day and then we did um my man Terran brown you know king ting b uh tb also at the Gibb Lewis unit, uh, we did the, um, what was it called? I forgot. What was it called? Um, the thing we did in December last year? Not December, December. Oh, no, in May. We did it in May T last year. Taste Impact. Uh, Yes, Taste Impact. Taste Impact. My man uh, TB coming up for parole, too, so we was excited about it. So, yeah, we did. That was a great thing for family. My wife got to go, um, you know, nice. uh, hats off to Ray and Ruby Stroud uh, for their support at the Gibb Lewis unit, and they also support JTC, and so they had food and all that stuff. It was a great show. We got a lot of it recorded. Yeah. Um, a lot of talent. These cats are something else, man. Yo, you know yeah. these cats are oh, something absolutely. else with the talent show and just the word of encouragement yeah. and everything that went on. So, uh, the Gibb Lewis and the holiday have been the last two, um, but we've touched that I know of uh, through the through the writing of letters, um, well over fifty prisons. Mm. Yeah, wow. around the state of Texas, Pennsylvania, and Michigan. So we did a count because as guys would move, 
we would continue to write them. And so yeah. that's how we would know they were the new prison. So right, right, um, right. shout out to all my yeah. kings. Come on. Uh, from the TJ, uh, TDGJ uh, from E. Wilson. And uh, we got nothing but love for you. Excited for you. you. know, we got the tablets now. Things have changed. Heck you know, yeah, no man. more handwritten letters, scan love letters. It. So technology is moving out here as well as in there, man. So it's just been a great room. Love so it. That's just some of the units. Uh, all right. Your family. You mentioned a wife. How long have yes, you been sir. married? Oh, well, this year coming up on 25. Woo. Yeah, my wife Sherry. So you know that. Uh, so you yeah. haven't been married as long as the Cowboys haven't won a Super Bowl. No, not that long. Not that long. That's a long time, Jake. That's a long time. Not that long. Close, but not that long. Uh, you know the 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 Cowboys when they won the Super Bowl. Um, some of them guys go to my church. You know, so you know the Emmitt Smiths and the Deion Sanders and yeah, all yeah, and the yeah. Michael now, Irvings. You now, know. Now, granted, you know the last Super Bowl they won was against us. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. you know, I'm sorry. You know, Neil O'Donnell was the Dallas Cowboy yeah, MVP in, for in, that, in, for in, that the, in the black and gold, you yeah. know. So I guess they we gave them one back after we, you know, we did. beat them twice. So you know, that's I, right. That's it right. kind of, it, you know. Anytime they start talking about how good they are compared to us, I just do this. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's all I do. It well, shuts you, them down every time. You know the whole, you know this whole, um, um, and I tease the guys with that about this whole America's team thing. Uh, I don't know if you know the history yeah. of how Dallas became America's team, but yep. for those of you who don't know. They asked the Pittsburgh Steelers first. Yeah, they did. There's an article out and there. The Roonies yep. said, no. no, we don't want to be America's team. We're the Pittsburgh Steelers. Right. And so now it goes yep. on to the guy talking about the Cowboys and all that stuff. And I don't know if they made them America's team because I don't know if they had cheerleaders back then that was because of the cheerleaders of the team. That's another story for another day. <laughs> That's one but, thing I'm glad about. Yeah, that yeah, that we're we're yeah, we're one yeah. of the only yeah, yeah. that we've never had never had Steelers cheerleaders. We don't need no 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 props. Okay, no so so now I know E two. Uh put the camera on yourself, E two. Yeah. Everybody, E2 yeah. on the board today. What's yeah. up? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Come yeah. on. I get the break yeah. today. Uh, E2, tell, tell everybody about yourself real quick. Yeah. Ooh, where do I start? What, what, are, what do people need to know about E2? Yeah. This cast something else. How old are you? Uh, 23. I just turned 23, uh, beginning of January. Hey, yeah. I just turned 53 yesterday. Wow. wow. Happy yeah. birthday. Yeah. Birthday. Yep. Happy January birthday. 21st. Yep. But yeah. Happy Thank birthday. You. Thank you. Wow, 53. Yeah, wow. mom's on the second, so it's a pretty uh, eventful time because you got Christmas, and then a week later, it's my birthday. I have a twin birthday, too, and then my grandmother, uh, it's her birthday on the second as well. Yeah, wow. So she just turned 80. Okay. We had a surprise party for her up in Pennsylvania. Nice, nice, nice. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. He won't he won't get as much more, but let me tell you, I'm proud of him and my daughter. You know, good kids. You know, he came into the prison with me back right before at the Price Daniel unit, right before COVID shut everything down. Yeah. And it was a unforgettable experience. You know, he sat and he observed. I wanted him to meet the Kings. I wanted yeah, yeah, him yeah. to meet the guys behind the letters um, that I would talk about. I had never um, at that time. I was I still followed up with guys when they got out and were videoing them, you know, just talking about the impact JTC had on their lives while they was in there. But he got to come in and meet them. So just kind of go from there, from yeah. that experience, when you, you know, when you saw the interaction and the guys, what did you take away from that experience at the Price Daniel unit back then? Um. Well, yeah, I guess it really didn't settle in that I was uh, about to go into the prison until we like actually like pulled up to the prison. Yeah. And we saw I saw the fences and stuff and like outside of that. What, I had what never... was going through your mind then? 
like I'm here now because like my dad had told me that we we're gonna go to the pits. I was like, sure, yeah, cool. I was excited to go, and then it wasn't t- until like the gates closed behind me. I was oh, like, yeah. oh yeah, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> we came up to security, and then I was like, well, there's no going back now. So yeah, but um, no, when it was I before COVID, that was four years yeah. ago. Yeah, that was before oh, COVID. February twenty eighth, two thousand nineteen. Twenty. Yeah, just oh. the thing was, we waited. We had to wait. Because he wanted to go at 16. We were talking about it, yeah. but of course, you got to be 18. So, yeah. yeah, he was already of age now. So, go ahead. I must steal your thunder. Yeah. So, um, But, yeah, so um, when I actually got inside the prison, got to talking to the guys, it got to a point where I forgot that I was in prison. Oh, yeah. Because, um, yeah, at the end of the day, I was just like, wow, they're just people. Yeah. Just, we're all just people at the end of the day. But, um, yeah, at no point did I, I mean, at first I had a little bit of the jitters. It was like, I was yeah, a little bit nervous, that's, but, yeah, after, but yeah, after a while, um, it was just this, uh, feeling of just peace and calmness. And, uh, yeah, I just forgot I was in the prison. I had fun interacting with the guys and time was flying by when I was in there. So, yeah. um, but yeah, it was overall so good, good experience. But, good, man. That's awesome. Well, I'm th- thank you for what you do. Yeah. Yeah. On the inside, and thank you for uh, you know teaming up with your yeah. dad going in, man. Yeah. I know my daughter; she's only eleven, but I know she's for her eighteenth <laughs> birthday. I can see her on the video on her eighteenth birthday. She, she wants; she's like, when I turn eighteen, I want to go in as soon as I can. I said, oh, so she's excited. Good dad. And it's really neat because a lot of guys and gals in prison that uh, have you know strained or broken relationships with their children because yeah. of prison. They see me and, and Jessa, you know, yes. working together, and it yes. gives them hope. Yes. They're like, man, I love seeing, yes. you know, father and daughter, you know, and yes. they can, they're like, I know she's only 11, but man, I can see mm-hmm. that she really cares for us, yeah. you know, and the fact that she carves time out of her evening or weekends yeah. Yeah, to, to record this show yeah. with you. Yeah. And, and it just yeah. speaks volumes to yeah. people, and uh, she loves it, and yeah. she can't wait. She she meets them when they come out. She loves she loves yeah. the the, the transitional yeah. house guys, the yeah. forgiven felons. She's got her favorite ones too. She ain't afraid to tell you. You know, uh, Sh- Shannon Teague's her favorite forgiven felons. Gator now is you know, and so um, so yeah, man, it's uh, it's good. So thank you for doing what you do and being a part of his life and his ministry. And uh, uh, so you said you had a twin brother or a sister? sister. Uh, twin sister. Okay, yeah. all right. She's and, the one. Any other kids? Usually, no, that's it. And okay. she's the one who's usually, they both do, but she's, um a lot of the videos and stuff that you'll see at JTC, usually she's the one. He's doing it too, but she's done a lot of editing. And so it okay. was a blessing that, you know, they've been hands-on. That's been going on for at least four to five years Man, now. Man, that's great. Because when we were going to the prison, we were one, I didn't realize the magnitude of it, but all the videos that we've shown when we've gone in are tailor-made for that unit, for right. that service. Right. So, of course, the kings, I call them, were able to pick up on that immediately like, wow, this is to us. This is not some generic video. And so um, she's been instrumental on that. And the other thing, I'll just jump in real quick when you talked about your daughter. Um, the guys, the, the, the one of the things in the prison that is so, I understand I understood early on how smart these guys are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how they're able to see stuff that even we can't see. And so when he went in, when you talked about your daughter wanting to go in, um, one of the things that stuck out that I had no clue about, um, I was excited for him to go, but of course God did, is that we know the numbers are high. I don't know if it's in the 90s now on how many men are in prison that don't have a father that's in their life. I know the numbers are high. I remember Bishop Jakes used to preach on that, like 85%. That was years ago. Could be higher. Right. But um, 
a lot of the guys after the service were sharing on how, you know, thanks for bringing him. Um, we never saw a father and son interact in this way. We're just doing what we're doing, but we have no clue that a lot of these guys had never had seen that, had never experienced that. So it really took his visit to a whole nother level. And then he also got a chance to talk because I was going to, I kind of like you said, okay, Eric, tell us something about yourself. So as he was in the back observing at the Price Daniel unit, sitting in the middle, standing in the middle of the aisle, just watching. And at the end of the service, I like to ask guys, okay, so what did you get? You know, I don't like to come in and just talk. And I know, I understand we're planting seeds and it's by faith. No, what did you get? You know, and so I went around with the mic and one of the kings says, listen, man, um, thank you for bringing your son. So then I started talking to him like, okay, yeah, that's my boy. And I said, you know what? Why am I doing this talk? Eric, come on up here. And I gave him the microphone. And when I gave him the microphone, everything shifted because he began to talk. And so now the kings are asking him questions. So what has God done in your life? I was like, oh, 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 I wasn't ready for that. And I was amazed at what he knew, the scriptures he brought up and how it applied to his life. Because so many times, I mean, we go to church, we do this, we do that. But at the end of the day, I think it's you and Mega Mind said it on your podcast, you know, it's talking about, you know, those of us who go to church. But but my thing has always been the lifestyle. You know, I'm not concerned. The church experience is absolutely important and all that. My concern was when I leave the building. Right. From the time I get back. Does my life line up? with what I was doing on Sunday or Wednesday night. And so to hear what he was sharing and the impact he had on the men and the tears that were coming out of all of us for different reasons, it was very powerful. So that was his experience uh, then and how God had moved with just the magnitude of what you were sharing about your daughter wanting to go in. And I just want to encourage anybody who's out there who goes into the prisons, uh, I would encourage you that for those who would want to to take your children or young adults, it's a great experience. For one, they'll they'll come out realizing how blessed they are. And they'll realize, as my boy King Reggie, who just got released, uh, Reggie Robinson, who we just followed up with last week, he used to be at the Price Down Union also. He said there's a big difference between a problem and an inconvenience. And what we realize out here, we have a lot of inconveniences that we're confusing as problems, but they're really inconveniencing when you look at the big scheme of things that we can even sit here today and talk to the men um, behind prison walls. So I just want to jump in on that to encourage somebody that, listen, your family's important. It's a family affair. So whether family goes in with you or whether they are able to write or like you said send cards mm -hmm. all of that matters everybody can play a parole uh when it comes to the men in prison yeah that's good okay so these videos that you say you do when you go in mm -hmm. uh do you do them at every unit you go to yeah it was mainly happening at the price down unit it all depended on if the unit had the technology we also did it at the gib lewis unit and what i would do was i would get a hold of people that had a heart for the prison but didn't go yeah. or couldn't make the trip or the sacrifice to, you know, drive for three or four hours. Right. And I would have them give a word of encouragement okay. to the men. And then what do you do with the video out here? Those videos? Yeah. What do you Those do Those videos, we've posted some of them. On your social but, media? Yes, on the YouTube and stuff like that and the Facebook. But the but inmates never mainly, get to see them? No, they get to see them right they there. They get to see them too? Yeah, we would have it right there before service. In my introduction, you know, we have the JTC introduction. And then here would be about five words of encouragement from about five different people 
to them. You know, hey, all of my kings at the Price Daniel unit. This is this is uh, such and such from uh, Dallas, or this is such and such from Pennsylvania. Uh, we had one from the chaplain in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Okay, so those are videos of shout outs from people out here. But do you get to video your service? Yes, we have done that at the Gibb Lewis unit. Okay. Yes. And has has yes. has any we inmates get to see that? Not, no, that need they'll need to go up. Those need to go up. Why don't so we, we put it on this uh, this oh, episode? We sure can. All right. We sure okay. can add some. Whatever of that. pictures you have from other yeah. units, whatever yeah. videos you have mm-hmm. uh, from inmate mm-hmm. services or whatever, mm-hmm. man, we'd love to just tag on the end of this episode. Gotcha. All right. Gotcha. That's man, quite a few. So we won't send you. We won't overload you. But yeah, we got some <clears> stuff um, that we've um, been able to do. Thank God to the um, that. So our first time bringing cameras in was at the Gibb Lewis unit. Nice. You know, so we've recorded quite a few services. We did two special events and stuff like that. So That's that good. was a big. You yeah, know, man. Send them to me. We'll put them on um, this episode, yeah, man. Yeah. Inmates yeah. love watching other inmates and yeah. uh, anytime they because it's encouraging. Yes. You know, to know yes. what's going yes. on at other yes. other units. Yes. You know, so. Yes. Um, so anyway, all right, man. Well, look, it, it ain't all. It ain't always been this good. You ain't always had prison ministry. You ain't always had this, man. Uh, you know, you ain't always been doing prison ministry. Yes. Uh, so let's talk about. But I know when we were talking off screen, you know, you said that, um, you know, when you first went in, and I want I want you to talk about that mm-hmm. that moment, that mm-hmm. encounter a little bit, and that season, how you got connected, you know. But but you know, you you mentioned that. You could have been there too, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So let's go back. It's called background check. Yes, we sir. Dig, we I dig knew into we it. the background. We check. do a background <laughs> check. So let's go into your background. You know, uh, what was life like growing up as Eric Wilson? I mean, mm. Wilson, did you have brothers, sisters? Were yes. You, were you we, in trouble? Uh, you know, all that. Where Where'd you grow no, up from? Well, Bronx, New York. Okay. The Bookie Down, as we call it. Um, Frederick J. Wilson Sr. My dad, my mom, uh, Joanne G. Wilson, uh, brothers, uh, oldest Fred Wilson. Junior, Big Will Wilson. Um, we got my brother Big family. Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy. Uh, how many? Wilson. How many brothers and sisters you had? It was three, and one sister, okay. um, Stephanie. And so, um, you know, uh, grew up in New York City in the Bronx. You know, didn't have to worry about the police. Why? We had Frederick J. Wilson Senior on the case. Okay. All Any right. problems with me? All you had to do was mention my dad's name, and everything oh, was cool. So, wow. what now? What did your what did your pa- parents do for a living? Uh, my dad drove the bus for the city of New York okay. uh, for twenty years, uh, and my mom worked for uh, Marshall McGlynn in downtown Manhattan in uh, uh, the McGraw Hill Building, Forty Eighth Street, Sixth Avenue. So that's okay. how we grew up in New York. Grew up in Tracy Towers. Shout out to Tracy Towers. Uh, we moved from Brooklyn. I was born in Brooklyn, and we moved to Tracy Towers in '73. Very nice. Um, Buildings in the Bronx um, was built probably didn't realize it in the middle of an Italian neighborhood, so that was pretty interesting. Yeah, um, very nice buildings. We had doormen back then. You know, if you think about that in the Bronx, North Bronx, we had doormen back then. We had the cleaners in our building. We had our own play- playground that was around four stories off ground level. They actually built it on the train yard um, for the IRT, IRT um, trains that. Um, parked back then and it's still yeah. to this day and so it was pretty um you know pretty you got you still got a i mean you got you got your southern accent too but you yeah. got a you yeah, still yeah. got a little still, new york yeah in there. we still we still from the east coast so you know i can't yeah. deny that uh new york is great training ground like they say if you um can make it in new york you can make it anywhere so. okay so I'm, I'm i live in dallas been here all my life mm-hmm. but i started becoming a Steelers fan when i was four years old mm. So you, if you were born and raised in New York, where, where did the Steeler? My brother Will, even though he jumped ship, 
to the Bears in the refrigerator <laughs> and Walter pa- Walter Ooh. Payton. But he turned me on to the Steelers. Um, I remember the Super Bowls back then in the seventies. Um, I remember. Now, how the old guy, are you? How old are you? Fifty six. Okay, so you're you're three years older mm-hmm. than me. Mm-hmm. All right, so we we both remember yeah. the because yeah. that's how I that's how I came because I didn't want to be dressed the same as my brother, <laughs> and my brother was a year and a half younger than me, and my mom dressed us alike all the time. Okay, and I hated okay. it. And I didn't really have much choice, you know, for school clothes. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, can I pick my own sports team? Mm. Do I have to wear Cowboys with him? Oh, and so she's yeah. like, pick another team wow. and we'll do it. And they were on TV all the time in the 70s because we won four yes, out of six absolutely. Super Bowls. Yes, you know, did. and so uh, – or four out of uh, in four six out of years. Four back then. Yes, yeah, four yes. out of six years, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so, I mean, she said every time we went into a sports store back in the 70s, I don't know what it was like in the north, uh, but here in Dallas – um, this all the sports stores like Foot Locker and mm-hmm. different sports like that um, sold every team back then. Uh, not not just the local okay. team now. They sold every team. Nah. And she said I would always gravitate towards that black and gold, mm. even even mm. before I even chose them as my wow. team. But when I chose them, you know, uh, and, and the Cowboys never gave me a reason to you know to go back. So uh, yeah. So yeah. so so you so you uh, yeah. Big Will yeah, turn me on. Your, Ever since, never would imagine that one day I'd be living in Texas. And there were some <laughs> cowboy fans in New York, and we were in the whole conversation is we got four, and we beat y'all twice. That's how the conversation would end. So we would go back and forth. There were some New Yorkers that were cowboy fans, but that's how we would end the conversation. We got four Super Bowls, and we beat because the Cowboys was two and five yeah. back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that would kind of end the conversation. So never imagine that I would be living in Texas one day. And I'll just tell you this real quick. We did go to AT&T Stadium. We got a chance to go to um, Texas Stadium over there in Irving when it was up. Uh, I could see why they built a new one. Because on TV, it looked real nice. All you see is the field. Right. But when we walked through there, you could tell why. But we did go oh, you to – talking about uh, old stadium. Yeah, the old stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we get it. Me and my yeah, son that, went that, to, that, a, to, a, a to a preseason game against the San Francisco 49ers in August. Uh, and so that walk from the car was something else in 100-something degree temperatures, and we stayed till halftime. But when we went into Texas Stadium the first time for a tour, I wore my Steeler gear. Not, oh. It's, oh, yes. Oh, yes. I love it. And so it started right when I walked in the door. You know, they started comments. I was like, what is all this 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 trash I got hanging up here in this this souvenir shop? They was like, well, the trash can, the bathroom is down the hall. You know, so it started. I come on the field. The guy was like, hey, hey, hey. I said, hey, hey, hey. I love hey, it. Hey, you I got five. It. We got six. <laughs> Listen. And so it was real fun doing that, you that know. Um, you know, just coming in and just, you know, it's nothing greater than, I feel like I'm Stephen A. Smith. There's nothing greater than yeah. Cowboy yeah. Fans, oh, absolutely, you know, absolutely. Greater, I love it. Nothing great in football. I, I love, I love watching. I love watching him. Of course, uh, some of the other celebrities that are Steeler fans yeah. are uh, Snoop Dogg. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. and we're everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Steeler, we're Steeler everywhere. Nation. Yeah, we're before there was Cowboys Country or whatever yeah. you want to call it, yeah. there was yeah. Steeler, Steeler Nation. Nation. Yeah, and uh, and that's you know that's uh, yeah. Anywhere you go. I think yeah. before Peyton Manning joined the Broncos, mm. anywhere you went, you were gonna you were gonna see Cowboys, mm-hmm. Steelers, and maybe Raiders, yeah. Yeah. because those were the Raiders teams of the seventies, yeah. you know. Yeah. And uh, and so yeah, you know. But you know, I mean, I live with a Cowboys fan. You know, now, what about your wife? 
She, Steelers. Steelers all the way? Everybody Steelers. Okay. Well, all black and gold. No silver can come through the front door. <laughs> My plumber is actually a Cowboy fan, so, you know, I just let, listen, man, due to the exception of, you know, everybody's allowed one shortcoming, come on in, you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, so the Cowboy fans is all right, but, yeah, everybody Steelers in my house. Everybody Steelers. That's good. Everybody That's Steelers. good. Die hard. A unified die hard. front. Yes, die hard. die so, hard. So my oldest daughter, Jessa, is a Cowboys fan like my wife, mm-hmm. and then my youngest daughter is a Steelers fan with me, mm-hmm. so she gets the better presence. Gotcha. Absolutely. You know? I, I see. I don't, I, you know, your wife, um, shout out to her. I just... You know, I asked Jay about you, you know, um, uh, you know, I'll just say this real quick. Uh, the year before last year, when the Cowboys lost, um, my nephew's uh, son was playing in a high school game, All-American game at AT&T Stadium. It happened to be the day after the Cowboys lost last year, the one and done. So we're in AT&T Stadium the next day and literally it felt like a funeral had just taken place. <laughs> the place was not picked up. There oh, was still man. trash. Ugh. Nothing was open. You had two high school All-American games on a Saturday. No concession stands. Wow. Only thing was open was the bathrooms. The ushers were not friendly. And I'm just like, man. are they still upset? Oh, so yeah. I heard oh, a rumor yeah. was Jerry was so mad that he just shut everything down. When the game was over, it was in January, um, we had to get out. We could not mingle. And I was just like, this is a little yeah. bit, you know. And I just said, <laughs> you know, it, it was kind of sad, but it was just um, kind of exciting. I was like, 24 hours ago, I was just imagining what was going on. And, of course, all the pictures came up on social media with the the the, the one black lady. She was just sitting there, and, and the guy who was supposedly hugging a girl that was not his girlfriend, <laughs> and he got busted, <laughs> you know, just all of that. But we happened to come in the next day, and it was just – Something to see an yeah. arena so beautiful, but the team just doesn't yeah. match up. At least yeah. in January, they don't match up. So yeah. you know, that's true. So um, yeah, yeah. So uh, so like, let's go back to you know the fact that you said that that you could be in prison with them. So yeah. uh, you know what? At one point in your life, did you did you were you getting into trouble? Were you yeah. becoming a hardhead, a knucklehead? Yeah. You know, and uh, you're before Christ's day. Yeah, yeah. I would call my if I look back, I would call myself a smart knucklehead. There was enough people doing enough that I try to like. In a car, you know, you try to travel at a distance if you're speeding the person in front of you so they'll get caught before you do, you know, it was that kind of a thing. But um, I talked about how years ago, I, I mean, uh, I, and I shared the guy with the guys in prison, you know, just to kind of bring a balance. You know, I don't want to seem like I'm E. Wilson, that I was born saved. And no, 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 That's not how it happened. So one of the things that, for, for one, uh, I used to drink all the time. Never was really out of control. I, I drank and drive well. I believe I did, you know, never had an um, accident. You know, I would fall asleep uh, driving, but never had an accident because of drinking. But um, forging checks, oh man, with the carbon copies I used to have back <laughs> in the day, the young people don't know that, you know, and and, and, and I was working the place and I, I was able to do it and do it well, do yeah. it well. And I did it so well, I stopped going to work, didn't have to go to work because I was able mm. to forge that I was there and all of that stuff. And, and I told the guys in prison and it was former i call them kings but y'all know them as inmates who alerted me to say listen don't go pick up that next check i stopped going because i was so good i extra hour extra two hours extra day extra three days i saw the system was so 
I saw the business. So for those of you run your business, you want to run it well. You could just see the dysfunction and the gaps in the system. And so uh, guys, that call, I'll never forget it. Call me up. So listen, and I, cause I kept doing 80 hours and 90 hours, a hundred hours. I was just going, eh, I was going, I'm, I'm an extremist. So the guys called me up. I remember them. I, I could see the one guy's face. He's like, listen, don't you go pick up that like check. They're waiting for you. I said, huh? Reality hit. Huh? And so the company wound up getting rid of the temporary agency and hired people in. You know, there was a split profit, you know, whatever, how they used to pay to pay the temporary agency. To, you know, and they just got rid of it. And right. it was probably because of me and four other guys. I wasn't the only guy that was doing it. So I, I tell guys, but at on the flip side, as you know, there's a lot of people in prison that are innocent. Yeah. There's a lot of people who didn't do it. There's a lot of people who weren't there or were there or some mistaken identity. So I I I try to advocate to let people know don't think that it's that far off. Mm-hmm. Wrong place, wrong time. It was social media today, everything going on. People could say something and you have to prove you're innocent. You know, you have people I remember one guy that got out a few years ago, seventy one years the guy did. Seventy one years. How do you even count? And he was innocent the whole time. So um, going into the prison brings a unique perspective for me to understand that, like I said, for one, any of us can wind up in there. Yeah, That's for one. For two, you don't have to do something wrong to wind up in there. Yep. And for three, it causes me to be that much more grateful out here yeah. to understand that. Listen, when I'm talking to guys in there and they say, you know, when a guy is telling me, man, I can't wait to go home, man, so I can go to my refrigerator. You know, this is simple stuff oh, that yeah. we don't that, think about. That's what I miss the most. Yeah. Whenever yeah. I ask him, like, what, yeah. what did you miss about the free yeah. world? That was yeah. the thing for me yeah. to be able to get up and just go to my refrigerator yeah. and grab yeah. whatever I wanted yeah. to. Even commissary was great. Yeah. Yeah. But, you nothing know, like nothing like <laughs> nothing like going to get some ice cream, yeah. you know, and just all the stuff that y'all create Absolutely. in there to to so, balance things yeah. out. So I think that was the three things. So that's kind of a little bit of my um, background on that. So when um, did you when did you uh, come to know Christ? Ooh, man, that was nine. That was in the 90s. Uh, Ninety six was when I finally came over. I got to give him a shout out, Mr. Jerry Christian. He kind of um, he kind of was doing the JTC on me back then. Uh, he was my insurance agent. Um, really, really nice guy. About six foot eight. Quiet, though. But he used basketball. And we used to play at this um, uh, gym in eastern Pennsylvania. Uh, I think it was Lafayette College. I think it was called. Oh, that was a long time ago. And I would come in there and play with some of the college guys and some of the businessmen that would play on their lunch break. And uh, he just, um, you know, he asked me one day, he said, when last time you was in church? I was like, oh, man, church. Oh, man, it was last time in church, you know. And he just, you know, his, it, it wasn't more of what he was saying as much as his lifestyle, you know. And the next thing you know, you know, I, you know, just came to a crossroad. I remember playing gospel music on Sundays coming home from work as I was commuting from um, Pennsylvania, from New York to New Jersey to Pennsylvania. No, New York, New York. I was still working at JFK Airport at that time. So from New York to Pennsylvania. And then I just hit, man, and uh, I start asking questions. And then God came in, accepted him. I think it was 1996, uh, went through a divorce. So a lot of people don't know I was married before. Uh, during the marriage, uh, and I'll just give a testimony on that. During the marriage, all I knew was this Jesus I wasn't letting go of. That's all I knew. My my ex-wife and their family all went to church and all that stuff. All I knew was this Jesus 
it's me and him. And so I began to get into the word and um, the word was changing my life. And I was God was able to just bring some peace in some areas of, of where I didn't understand in my own life and growing up and stuff like that. And um, uh, the whole marriage went down the tubes. I figured that the closer I got to God, the better things would get. Mm. That's not how it happened for me. And even Mr. Jerry Christian, his words to me back then, I had no comparison. He said, I have never seen somebody come to Christ and go through the hell that you're going through right off the jump. Mm. And I'm like, I didn't have no comparison. I didn't know what he was talking right. about. All I knew was me and Jesus was riding. And so I'll end that part with this. Um, I took a stand. I was not going back to yeah. what I was. Yeah. I, I was yeah. not going back to the guy that was cussing and fussing and drinking and all that stuff. You know, you couldn't catch me without, you know, a 40 ounce. If I was smart, I would have been buying stock in Old English 800 and Coke 45 <laughs> instead of just drinking it. So, you know, I, I would have been more proud and more profitable then. But um, I took a stand. I wasn't going backwards. The whole marriage um, went down to two. I even had a stepson who I treated like he was my own. And it went down but I had the Lord. Yeah. And so when he says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you, I experienced that back mm. then. I experienced, so I mean, good. big time. And so, so it got to the point where I said, you know what, Lord? I said, the booty is not worth it. Those mm. my words. Yeah. A lot of times, men, we see relationships and, and we're after, you know, the woman, we see the body and though the body is there, if you really can see it's way more bigger than that, you know, mm -hmm. you, you're not going to live in the bed, right. you know, for the next, you know, you know, 30 years, if you're married, you know, that's not how it works. And so, um, I lost it all, but he gave me my own, mm -hmm. I gave my own wife. Um, I was able to start it from a Christian perspective, you know, uh, like I said, I got saved during that marriage. Right. But what I lost, I got back double. I got mm. my own kids, you know, hats Ooh. off to all those who who are considered step parents. I, I don't use the word step and all that stuff, but he blessed me with my own wife, my own kids. I was able to do it his way and, and, I, and I'm seeing the results of it, man. So that's kind of where God came in. And so, you know, even through this walk, uh, even through church and just different Christian experiences that have not been pleasant. I'll just, and I keep saying I'm going to end it out. I'll, I'll end this segue like this. I remember there was a um, church experience I had had in Pennsylvania that was just absolutely insane. I just could, I just couldn't believe that people in church could just do this like this, just, just do the way they were doing. And um, a mentor of mine at the time, Dr. CL, he said, he was checking in on me and he was like, I just wanted to make sure you wasn't, um, you know, backsliding on God. I'm like, bro, without God, it's a wrap. My foundation in God is not built on buildings and stuff. Like I said, with, I cannot forget what he has, how, where he's brought me from, where he has me at. And it's not about the good days. It's about the days when nobody was around. Yeah. You know, nobody was around. Nobody understood. So people see you, they see me. Nobody was dead. You know, some people were there, but everybody doesn't know the Jay before the podcast, except right. for what they're learning. Yeah, yeah. So those are the experience that has helped me to get to where I'm at now and keep a balanced perspective. So 
uh, I'm just thankful to God, even for Man. you today, and even for the invitation to come here and, and just to share a part of my story um, of what God has done and to know that he is alive and well in 2024. Yeah. So let's talk about JTC. Tell us what it stands for, what it means, when it started, all that, JTC and uh, how you take that message into the prisons and wherever you move. take it, wherever you take it. <sighs> JTC stands for Join the Conversation. Now, the kings in the prison uh, said, uh, Jesus the Christ. I said, it can go there too. <laughs> yeah. It can go there too. If you look at the logo, if you look at the logo, the logo is basically me on the inside. I got my hands out. There was a there was a conference we did where I was talking to somebody. I had my hands out, and the hands just represent service, giving, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, open hands. Uh, JTC, which is the airplane, a satellite going around the world. This circle is the world. This hand is the hand of God holding it up. So people might not know what it is, but it's the hand of God. We was going to put two hands. We didn't need no hands, but we'll say we'll just put one hand as God holding it up. So JTC joined the conversation uh, was, as I mentioned earlier, what Mr. Jerry Christian did for me. Uh, he didn't preach. He wasn't quoting scriptures. I can remember it was this basic conversation and lifestyle and just planting seeds in love. And so JTC, I wanted to take on that same mindset. I didn't grow up in church. I did a little real quick stint of church when I was 13 in New York, but um, God didn't become real until I was in my 30s. I'm glad that my kids know him now. They don't yeah. have to wait. It's like you don't need to wait Absolutely. until you're older. The earlier you can realize, the better as God draws you. But I didn't want JTC to look like the traditional church. Right. I could have called it JTC Ministries. I could have called it JTC Church. We're a nonprofit, 501c3. You know, we're listed as a church. But I didn't want it to be called that. The reason, because from my experience, I can see how many people had a problem with the church. Mm -hmm. And they didn't understand there's a difference between the church and God. Now, those two work real well together. When that's the case, but you do have a lot of buildings that God is not really in, or maybe there's a season or whatever the case is. So I wanted to be able to impact your life. And then you ask me, man, there's something different about you. And then I could tell you it's the Lord. So yeah. that's where the whole JTC came from. Started in 2005. No, 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 2008. Uh, when I came to Dallas, Fort Worth, uh, I work at the airport. Uh, back then between 2006, 2008, we had about five suicides at my job, all relationship oriented. One that really took me over was this guy. He was from Memphis, Tennessee. I won't mention his name, but he had killed and it's right here in Arlington, killed his wife and his two stepchildren. And, uh, it was on the news and everything. And mm. we were on the news watching the SWAT have one of our coworkers, uh, cornered, uh, for a nine hour standoff. Uh, so he wind up maneuvering after all those hours, drove into a lake and killed himself. At that point, I said, OK, I got to do something here. I remember I told you earlier in the, in the broadcast, I was on break when I first got to Texas. I'm not doing all this. I'm just going to chill and see what God has in store. Well, though I wasn't serving at church, it was like I had a billboard on my job because people were coming up to me left and right with their issues and their problems and stuff. So I was still ministering. I never got a break from that. And so at that point, I said, you know what? 
I'm, I was already having conversations with men. My heart is for men. That's why I was real cool when God opened up the door for prison. My heart is for men because I know everything starts and ends with us. So yeah. um, uh, I was um, ministering to guys on the job and encouraging guys and all this stuff. And then next thing you know, my thing was this. This is how JTC started. I said, if I can get these guys who are going through marital problems and get them out in the community serving that would take their mind off of their issues and allow God to work on their issues. Because sometimes when we got our hands on something, it's hard for God to really mm -hmm. do what he wants yeah, to do. Yeah. So that was the whole mindset. So it wasn't that I tried to start JTC. We were already rolling, serving in the community, doing the homeless, um, giving out toys, going volunteering places, cleaning up. And then we wound up getting the office suite because I said, you know, we need some privacy. We used to weed at McDonald's in the play area. Hmm. You say, why are you meeting the McDonald's in the play area on a Tuesday morning at 8 o'clock in the morning? I'll tell you why. The rent is real cheap. And we used to do Golden Corral, but you don't have to buy none. You could buy coffee, a dollar, two, three dollars. And, you know, we had the whole play area. Nobody's in there with their yeah, kids yeah, on a yeah. Tuesday morning. Yeah. So we did that for quite wow. a while. And then we got our own suite. And then I was like, okay, Man. I think this is a little bit past volunteering. Yeah. We didn't need to come up with a name. Yeah. So that's where the whole thing it was okay. like, JTC. Join the conversation. So we call it JTC like exchange. It. You know, it's an exchange, you know, the conversation. But we're about the solutions. You know, we're about the solutions. It's not about the problem. How can we fix it? One thing I don't like is to keep talking about something and never yeah. make a move to fix yeah, it. Yeah, 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 so yeah. so JTC was solution oriented. So when there was a need, whether it was the homeless, whether it was um, kids' toys, um, whatever it was, we would try to meet that need. And that's how. Okay, and y'all are connected started. to some schools as well, right? Yes, yes. We'll We're still at Euless Trinity High School. We've mentored at quite a few schools in New York, um, Sheepshead um, Bay High School. Um, we've also done Olathe, Kansas, uh, Santa Fe Trail Middle School. We did De La Salle um, Educational Center in Kansas City, Missouri. Um, and but our longest stint, we did the whole HEB, which was Hirsch, Euless, and Bedford, um, Bell High School, Keys, Alternative School, and now at Euless Trinity High School. We've been in there. This is the 12th year. There's a character development program called Trojan Talk that rolls right in line with JTC. They present the curriculum, and it's all on character development and education and stuff like that. So we've been doing that for a while. I also take videos from the prison with guys from the prison telling my students, you don't want to come here. Nice. You don't want to come here. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's yeah. so good. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, I like the fact that it's called Join the Conversation because, you know, I mean, when Jesus walked this earth and impacted people, mm -hmm. it was through conversation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A woman at the well, mm -hmm. everyone that he stopped and prayed for and performed a miracle yes. with, yes. he had a conversation yes. with. Yes. There was always a conversation. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and sometimes he, he was meeting a practical need. And then the last thing he would say to him is go and sin no more, mm, mm, you know? Yeah. So before he preached the go yes. sin no more, yes. he, he met a need, met a he need. had a conversation. Had a conversation. Yeah. And then after that, the person's like, okay, I'll do whatever yeah. you want. Now yeah. you saw me, yeah. you hear, you mm, hear me, mm, you've met what you've mm, met a need. need. You've, yeah, you've, yeah. you've, 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 uh, you know, had a miracle. So now what do I do? Yeah, you know? And then yeah. he would say, you know what? Go and sin yeah. no more. Yeah. yeah, and and so I love I love the the fact that it's called mm -hmm. JTC because I was trying to figure out the beginning mm -hmm. whether it was mm -hmm. Jesus the, the yeah the uh -huh, Christ, the Christ. Jesus, yeah Jesus something yeah. you know yeah and uh, but join the conversation I love it because uh, because 
you know, lives can get changed through mm-hmm. one conversation. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many mm-hmm. people, I know you you get this too, people write in and, and, and sometimes they feel like, because they're watching us on video now, mm-hmm. they feel like they're having a conversation with us. And we try to make it feel so real, so, uh, yeah. man, we've got a long way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I better turn all my notifications yeah. off. I thought we'd already <laughs> be done by now, but we're just chilling. Yeah. We're having yeah. a good time. We're having yeah. fun, man. I love this. Yeah. Um, the conversation. Uh, but yeah, they feel like we're having, when we did our Christmas special, mm-hmm. you know, they said, we felt like we were in that home and we were in the home of a guy who used to be in prison, wow. you know, and he was singing that, and, and we were doing Christmas carols. Yes. And, uh, and so I know the importance of a conversation. Mm-hmm. I had a guy come to our, the old church I was at a couple years ago and he, he, uh, he was, he was, he was kind of, you know, uh, operating in the gift of, you know, speaking some words mm-hmm, over people. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and he, he, he got to me and he, he told me, he said, he said, man, he said, cause I, I was just on stage making gotcha. sure the people he was mm-hmm. talking to mm-hmm. didn't fall out, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, we're Pentecostal, you know, <laughs> gotcha. and, uh, so I started to walk off after he prayed with them. And then I, uh, I hear him say, uh, where'd that guy go that was just mm-hmm. up here? Call him back up here. I have something mm-hmm. to say to him. So I come back up there, and he he, he said, your your testimony mm-hmm. is like fire. Mm-hmm. He said, you need to make sure you write it down. Mm-hmm. And uh, and, I'm, and I'm working it this year. Mm-hmm. This year, the book will be finished. Um, but, but one thing he said, he said, he said, you're going to point people to Jesus and their lives are going to be changed and come out of addiction, out of mm-hmm. bondage, just through conversation. Conversation. And when he said that, wow. it blew my mind mm-hmm. because just that later that day on mm-hmm. that Sunday, the same Sunday, I got a, a Facebook message mm-hmm. from somebody who said, I just want you to know that when you talked to me a, a few years back, mm-hmm. this was something a conversation I had a few wow. years back. He goes, what you said finally rang true mm. in my life, and I came back to the Lord because of what wow. you said to me back then. And so, man, you know, um, life and death are in the power right of the, the tongue, tongue. Yeah, you know, and, and we're going to eat the fruit. Yes. Oh, you know, people don't understand the yeah. fruit. There's fruit yeah. that go. Yes. Well, we, we're sowing seed. Yeah. All day. And we're going to eat the fruit yes. of whatever we yes. sow. And, uh, and that's, man, you know, I'm even learning that as a parent, you know, you got grown kids. I got, I got a grown uh, son that I I didn't get to raise. I didn't see him until he was 18, but my, my young kids, you know, I mean, it's, it's important to model for them. I could tell them all day long. Yeah. Yeah. But they're yeah. going to they're gonna do what I do. <laughs> they're going to do what I do, not what I say. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so that that's how important. That's how uh, powerful. Yeah. Jerry, Jerry, you said his name was Jerry? Uh, yeah, Jerry Christian. Yes, that's sir. That's how powerful his testimony in your life and how yeah. he impacted you. You said he, he, he just modeled it yeah, for he me. modeled it. Modeled it big time. Modeled it in his marriage. And at that time, because uh, I went through a divorce, I didn't, I didn't, I'll probably... It probably would have took me longer to even think marriage was possible if it were not for him. Deacon Palmer, Mrs. Palmer in Allentown, Pennsylvania, and Mom Jenkins and Pop Jenkins, who are now in uh, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Those three couples to this day, my all-star couples, They, I saw kids that respected their parents. I saw... Um, 
um, couples that loved each other and laughed and joked while I was going through mine. I was like, wow. And now I got to experience with my wife the same thing that I saw yeah, modeled yeah, 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 in yeah. front of me that no, there is hope. No, everybody's not getting divorced. No, it, no, everybody doesn't have a big house and the husband's on one side of the house and the wife's on the other side of the house. And, and you know, no, 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 no. There are some really God-fearing people that love each other and love their family. So they were huge. Yeah, that's they were huge. Awesome. Even to this day. Allentown, Pennsylvania, Allentown, man. Pennsylvania. So, so you remember I was telling you uh, before the podcast, I was telling you how my mom used to work for a mm-hmm. retirement mm-hmm. center. When I was in prison, she had all those people. Yes, right. She, yes. Right. And, 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 and one of the ladies uh, got moved back to with her family. Okay. In, in okay. Allentown, Pennsylvania. In Allentown, she used Pennsylvania. To write me. Wow. She used to ride me from Allentown, oh, Pennsylvania. And I thought that was world. the I thought that was the coolest yeah, thing, man. Allentown, there was another lady. Uh, is there a Germantown too? Yeah, yeah. There's Germantown, PA. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, man. I'll never forget, man. I got to go see. Uh, I got to go see the Steelers and Cowboys. Me and my wife, mm. December tenth, mm. two thousand and I believe that was two thousand and nine. December tenth, two thousand. I think we beat them that game. No, it was, oh. no, they beat us. Ah. They beat us. We were we got to sit. Now listen, I've been okay. to a game at Heinz Field. I, I never got to go to Three Rivers. I wanted okay. to go to Three Rivers. Okay. I got to go to a game at Heinz Field. That was then, December tenth, two thousand. Uh, I believe it was nine, and uh, we sat on the very top last row of the whole stadium. Wow. Okay, and I still thought that was the most amazing <laughs> football experience I ever had. Wow. Years later, when the Steelers came to to AT and T Stadium, uh-huh. you know Jerry's World, uh, I waited till the last second. I said, "We're going to go to this game." I mm-hmm. went to the last second and bought bought two tickets. Corner of the end zone, seven seats up, seven rows up. Corner of the end zone. You would think those are amazing mm-hmm. seats. Mm-hmm. I had a better football experience at Heinz Field on the wow. very top than I did in that seven corner. rows up mm-hmm. up from the end zone. Now the only thing I liked about it was when 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 uh, we lost that game too. Okay. So I'm gonna stop going to Steeler games. Steeler Nation, I'm not going to any more games because every time I go, we lose. So I'm I'm gonna wow. take it for the team, and I ain't going to see it anymore. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I I, I mean it, there was just this big gigantic screen that was hovering over my head. Mm. You know, mm. uh, cheerleaders were always on it. You know, and I'm just like. <laughs> I didn't come yeah, to watch yeah, cheerleaders, yeah. you know. Watch the game, and uh, and but yeah, seven rows up for the corner of the end zone. When we did score a touchdown, and the Steelers were on that end, it was nice mm-hmm. to see them up gotcha. close. Gotcha. But uh, but I had a better football experience. Now, now my wife has a different story, of course. You know, but course. uh, she's like, she, when she gets cold, her her tears, her she she cries when she gets cold, okay. and uh, it was so cold in Pittsburgh that day. <laughs> A, a, yeah, tear froze, yeah, a tear froze. Yeah, tear froze on her I'm cheek. Sure. It's rough up there. Have you ever been to any of the games back home? Yeah, I yeah. just went this year. We beat Cleveland. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I remember seeing you. Yeah, I, was at the 50 I, I think that's line. when I realized you were a Steeler yeah. fan. I was like, honest dude, y'all line. I, I could tell that there was a special yeah. anointing yeah, on his life. Bro, you know, it was it was it was a it was a it was beautiful thing being around all that black and gold because we got everything blue and silver over here. It was yeah. just beautiful. Uh, had lunch down there, and um, you I have know, to give it to the Cowboy fans. They travel as well as we do. Uh, Cause when at Hinesville when we played the Cowboys, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I got I got to give it to them. About half the stadium was Cowboys, and uh, but but what we learned was there's a lot of people like me and my wife there. Yeah, okay, a lot, a lot of split. Yeah, and that's why there were so many. <laughs> uh, but 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 when we when we came down here to AT and T, 
I bet it was about 60-40. There were yeah. more Cedar fans yeah, there. We come down. We yeah. come we come hard. Yeah, we come hard. Yeah. yeah. What better place? Yeah. All right, so let's yeah. talk real quick. We have it hit. We talked about it beforehand, but we have it hit on 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 the how you got hooked mm-hmm. in prison ministry yeah. or jail ministry. And so talk about that first yeah. time you got to go in in Pennsylvania yeah. with the county jail and all that. Yeah. Yeah, they like I said they was um coming to um they redid our church. Um, as a volunteer effort and the um, inmates did yes they did in the county yes. jail mm-hmm. okay yeah mercer county and um uh at my church i was a deacon at the time and um i was commuting back and forth like i said and um they were coming every day for they had to come for a good month and they redid they redid the roof they did the floors they did the pew they they did everything they painted uh i think they even did the air condition they did everything wow. and so um i wind up my kids were small at the time one or two years old and it was in the country and so I was able to park my car on my days off behind the church and just go in there and just sit and have a conversation with the brothers. Mm. And, you know, they was doing their thing and I just liked hanging out with them. And, um, you know, I wound up coming, you know, each time, usually twice a week on Mondays and Tuesdays. And so one of the guys, like I said, we connected. He started writing me back then and um, I wound up going to visit him. Wow. And that was my first time going into a prison in Mercer County. Like I said, I never forget the doors closing behind me. And so you just stuff. went in as a visitation. Yeah, yeah, this with a visitation. Okay. Right. This visitation. Sat at the table with him, talked one on one. And, um, you know, that was it. Once the communication and stuff broke with him, that was it. So that was 2001, 2002. Now you come all the way up to 2015. So what's that? Uh, 13 years. Uh, I'm in the Metroplex here. And I, um, Pastor Paul Ibarra, like I said, who's down in Greenlee, Colorado, you know, um, reached out to me through Facebook and um, saw one of my videos that I, you know, inspiration videos. And I was telling him what we were doing at JTC at the time. And one of the things that stuck out him to was mentoring at the high school. And he always wanted to do that. So I said, let's roll. And then he told me what he was doing. And one of the things he mentioned was the prison. And I said, when? And that's when I came down December uh, 12, 2015 and didn't know who Mike Barber was, none of that stuff. And uh, came on in and um, had a great time. Like I said, the end of the day when we handed out the soap. Yeah was priceless and i think that was the hook for me because like i said we were in there from one o'clock and it was like almost 10 o'clock at night and we were just walking and talking and hugging and all that stuff but handing out the soap to each guy at that service there was 1100 men uh to be able to first off you know how valuable soap is. i was gonna say what what was going on through your mind when you're like man these guys and, and they and they want the blue soap. If there's if there's soap. if there's white, yellow, or blue, they're always going to want the blue dial <laughs> soap. I didn't know dial was that valuable, <laughs> and uh, to hand it to them, to shake their hand, give them a hug, say a word of encouragement to each one of them. Um, I mean, it was so it was so much that a couple of days later, I was like, my hand was hurting. Well, yeah. you know brothers in prison yeah you know got a good firm grip <laughs> and i was boom boom and uh but that was the hook walking out of there realizing like my son said it's just people yeah you know just people and um and then at the same time remembering that i'm free i get the i get the privilege to come in here and encourage somebody not knowing where they're at right now or where God has taken them, and that was the hook for me. And 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 for those who know, I, I done met. I done listen. I done met. My experience, I think, is a bit a little bit unusual. I've done met parents 
Uh, I done mom, 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 Sue, God bless her, who went on to be with the Lord, her and her husband, Pastor Ivan, you know, their son, Casey was the first one who got out. And um, I followed up with him. He was in Lubbock, Texas. And his mom was just amazed that first off that when he reached out to me that I responded. Yeah. I was so excited that he was out. He was running the sound. So we connected because I'm right. speaking and right. I do a little singing and he was running the soundboard. And when he let me know he was out, I was like, wait, it was like party time. Where yeah, you yeah, at? Yeah. I'm in Lubbock. I said, I'll be there. And I flew down to Lubbock. Oh, wow. For about five hours. Spent time with him. Shot some video. Went out to eat and came back home. Uh, met his sister, um, Lisa. I had no clue that he had told his whole family about me. Wow. And so his mom reached out to me through Facebook. And um, I said, Mom, because they lived in Post, Texas. I don't know if you know what Post is. Uh -huh. It's up from Snyder. Yeah, Post is not even on the map. You got to really expand the map. <laughs> Snyder, Texas it was up from Abilene. It's between Abilene and Lubbock. Okay. And then Post is between Snyder and Lubbock. Gotcha. It's a really small town, a few red lights. And his mom just really, you know, moms and they boys. And oh, she yeah. just really appreciated me. I said, Mom, next time I go to the prison, I'll stop through. So I went to meet her. I'll send you that video. Life changing. Her and her husband didn't know that he was. They were pastors. Had no clue. And I did the video with her, and she was just amazed that. First off, she said when her son come home, well, when she would write, she was one of the moms that wrote all the time. She was like, she said, "Mom, there's a lot of powerful ministries and stuff that came into the prison," but she said, "King E." Mom, you got to meet him. Got to be. How did I get King E? Because I was calling them kings. We can get into that in a minute. I was calling them kings. And so um, she just really said that to take the time to see my son, to respond to him when he reached out to me, then to take the time to fly to Lubbock to see him, she said, and now you come meet his mommy and daddy. Hmm. She said, uh, Listen, you're the yeah. real deal. So that's been kind of the experiences that I have had. I've met a lot of, I've sat in a lot of living rooms after guys got out. Because yeah. my thing with the follow-up is that I just want to encourage you when you get out right. to keep going. Absolutely. Don't stop. You can stay connected. I'm here. I'm not just here for when you was in there. I want to see you went out here. And I just know that none of us out here can make it on our own. We all need good people around yes, us, you know, yes. in order that we can not just become good, become great at whatever we're doing. So uh, that's kind of the hot hook came and uh it's just been a a remarkable experience yeah uh, you know since um all right know, so talk about why you call them kings oh that's what we are in the bible i i can't the inmate word worked for me real short i can't remember what was said but i just start calling them kings because i'm saying you said life and death is in the power of the tongue you are what i call you if i call you an inmate mm. that's how you're gonna think mm. he said and then one of the guys that i didn't know the difference between regular custody medium custody all that stuff at this particular time they had medium custody guys coming in and it was eight of them so usually i'm coming into the chapel it's about a hundred something guys they changed everything this is pre-covid this is like 2017 right, right, right. it's eight guys so I went old Baptist church on them. I said, all right, everybody's right here in one section. It was two sections. I just got right there. I just start talking to them. I said, listen, man, you guys are kings, you know. And then one of the guys gets up. He says, wait a minute. King of kings, Lord of lords. You know, 
who's he talking about? He said, I got it. I said, listen, that's who you are. You're not an inmate. You know, that's just the label they give you because this is where you're at. That's the number they give you. But that in no way, shape or form defines who you are. So the whole king thing just started to roll. And so um, what it did was it changed the mindset. Now, listen, let me break it down. These are when I'm talking about calling you a king. This is not the king that just sits on the throne and just gives order. Right. The Bible says the greatest among them are those who serve. So these kings serve. So it's about service. It's not about a title. It's about you impacting where you're at. It's about you in your church or in the prison, in the ministry. What else can I do to, pro, you know, to enhance the ministry? It's about you giving of yourself. So this is not for ego or titles. It's to get you into action to understand that your background is not supposed to hold you back. It's supposed to pay you back. Come on. So with your background paying you back and now you're understanding you're not who they are. There's nowhere in the Bible. I didn't listen. I haven't read it from cover to cover, but I never saw the word inmate. But I, I've seen that where I'm called the righteousness of God. You know, that's a whole nother topic where a lot of believers think that they're sinners. You know, no, I'm not a sinner. I'm the righteousness of God. I've been purchased by the blood. I've been adopted into the royal priesthood, the yes. royal family. So if the Holy Spirit, which is a part of God, you know, Father, Son, Holy Spirit lives on the inside of me, then it's a no brainer to me that who I am. So who do you think you are? No, it's not about who I say I am. It's about who he says I am. And this position, this privilege, this right standing with God has nothing to do with my performance. It has everything to do with what his performance was on the cross. So based on that foundation, it was a no brainer. So all the kings, even when they get out, king. Yeah. You're a king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How are you going to listen? I'm not saying that you can't soar be calling the inmate. I'm just saying I'm trying to put everything in your position to win. And anything that doesn't identify where you're going, I'm going to get rid of it for you. So it took off, and the guys, everybody's calling each other kings. And the guy said, I had to think about it because he's saying, Why is this guy calling us this? And he said, I thought about it. And I'm saying, and I said, because it has nothing to do with where you're at. It has something to do with where you're going. And if you say it, you're saved and you believe in the Lord, he's on the inside of you. Mm. He's, he's on the inside of you. So since you two are one, forget about, I said, if you could, Michael Jackson called it the man in the mirror. If you can, I'm trying to get you to see what he sees. Right. And when you see what he sees, that white that you wear, yeah, yeah, yeah. you won't see that no more. You really start to understand that somebody paid for you to have this privilege and to walk in this right and this power and this yeah. anointing. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. where the whole king thing came that's from. Good. So I had everybody. So they start. Call, I didn't ever call myself that. Yeah. But they started calling me that, yeah. but rightfully so. But it Absolutely. wasn't to puff myself up. It was to say, this is what God is calling you to do, and he's expecting you to do this. You have a right to do this. And I don't care, like you said earlier when we was off camera, you know, the devil's telling you, no, 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 no. And so I've heard the inmate turn, and I'll just say this, and even somebody else that's been going into the prison a long time, she said, I mean, 25, she said, you see saying kings, I'm like, it, you'll never I'll use the word inmate to identify with those who use it to understand that that's their language. Right. But you won't hear me calling the king an inmate. I'm saying that I, I, there's nowhere in the Bible. It says that I'm trying to get you to win. And I've seen lives change. Right. From now. Wait a minute. You know, yep. 
Yep. I'm a, I'm a, yeah, yeah, I'm a king. So that's where that came from. Well, I mean, from. I mean, when God made us in his image, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and if he's a king, yeah, yeah. come on, Jay. His son's a king. Come on, Jay. Satan is doing every, everything his goal is about to destroy the image that we, because yes. he doesn't want. If yes. we're the image of God, then yes. we should see him when yes. we look in the mirror. Absolutely. We should see him Absolutely. in ourselves. And de- the devil's, uh, all his attempts is yes. to try to get us to not know our identity. Mm, he's the original identity absolutely. thief. Yes. Okay. Yes. And he's yes. going to do whatever he can to mm-hmm. keep us from seeing yeah. the image that we're supposed to absolutely. see, which is God. Yes, when we look in the mirror. Absolutely. And because he knows if we can, if he can get us to look in the mirror and not see God, ah, then we're ah, not going to do godly yes, things. Absolutely. We're going to do and be yeah. and, and, and act like what we see. Yes. Yes. So if we see somebody that is an inmate, if we see somebody that has low self-esteem, mm-hmm. if we see these things when we look in the mirror, then the devil, if he he's he's winning. If he can get us to yes. see those, yes. then he's Over winning. Yes. And and he doesn't win because mm-hmm. we don't fight for victory. No. We fight, fight from, from victory. victory. Yes. Because Absolutely. so when we look in the mirror, we we should be seen. Yes. You know, now we're still human. Yes. You know. Yeah. But we should understand that God looks at us. Mm. When he looks at us, he sees him. So how can we look in the mirror and see anything anything else? Wow, Jay, you're preaching good. We should see him. He sees the blood. That's the freedom. So so now you move from performance to lifestyle because we're trying to act like something that we're not a lot of times know if you continue to speak this word and it develops the root your actions we're trying to change without the interchange if you continue if you lay the foundation you understand who you are for the kings out there that's what i called you you go look up in the bible i had guys look it up it's like man i I said listen that's who you are i don't i i know they've been telling you this for 30 years you've been telling you this for 25 years that is not who you are, so right. you will not catch E. Wilson calling you that. I understand the protocol, but JTC, we usually break protocols. That's what Jesus did. He break <laughs> protocols. So I don't fit in the box like that. I just try to see what can I do to enhance right. whoever it is I'm talking to. And that's one of the things that popped up. It wasn't my plan, but it had to be God's plan. Mm. And for all those who know me, if you look at all the letters I've written, Every one of them says King E when they address me and when I address them, what's up, King such and such? What's yeah. up, King Brandon Copic? So you know, what's up, King Reyes Sanchez? Uh, what's up, King Reggie Robinson? Uh, what's up, King Angel Cantu? Uh, what's up? Um, uh, um, um, uh, man, I can go on and on with the list of names. Uh, Mac, Big Mac McDonald. Uh, what's up, Big Mac, if you see this? Uh, uh, um, uh, Big Mac uh, small fries and a strawberry shake with an apple pie. You know, these are the letters, you know, that, that I've gotten over the years, but every one of them. And I know that some of it, like you said, it'll catch later. Yeah. But some of them it'll catch now, but it takes you into a realization of who you are and you can stop looking at the bars and see him. And I'll just say, I said, when y'all look in the mirror and you can see what he sees, yeah, Okay, I know what you just did. Okay, forget about that. Forget it. Don't worry about what you just did. If you can see what he sees, yeah, then you'll realize that he's the one on the inside cleaning it up, and you have the power now to be what you. Because want to be. most of our behavior is a is a fruit or product of what we see. So if we can change what we see, oh, then our behavior, oh, our actions are going to change. All so. of that. 
all of that. And this yeah. and it's a faith thing. You got to be able to say, I'm the righteousness of God, even though you just lied. You know, you got to, yeah. it's real easy to say or to speak the word or call myself a king when I'm kind of, if you want to call it, doing pretty good. But what about when I'm not doing right? What about when I don't feel right? right? What about right. when I just messed up? What about when I just said something I should have said? At the end of the day, life and death, like you said, is in the power of my tongue. So if the devil was already trying to take me out, why would I help him? I'm like, so we're in a fight. You're going to slap me. I'm going to slap you back. But you want God giving us healing, you know, the healing in the body. He, he wants us. I heard you on the podcast. Wants us to prosper. You know, he he wants us to own lenders and not borrows above right. and not beneath. Absolutely. You know, so how do you do that? You can't do that as an inmate thinking like an inmate. Right, right. You can't do that, you know, as somebody who's thinking that, no, God said I can have it. It's up to me to have the faith to go get it. For what? To give him glory. So it just changes. When I got this revelation on the righteousness of God, that was way back in 2000, 2002, and understanding that I wasn't a sinner. You know, it sounds real good. I had, and I'll give you this with you. I had a guy who, when I passed the microphone around, going back to the JTC and the services, our services are a conversation. I'll give the word, but I try to spend this as much time as passing the microphone. What did you yeah, get? Yeah. What did you say? Man, you know, that's good. And the, and the next thing you know, the word starts coming up. And I'm just saying, listen, man, I'm just here to stir the pot. You guys already know this stuff backward and forward. You don't read the Bible back. You don't read Hebrew, Greek. And I, bet, I, and I bet when you first start that, like like hardly anybody says, you know, like, hey, I got something. But then as soon as somebody's brave it's enough over. to say it, it's then, over. then it won't it's stop. Over. It's a domino it's effect. It's over. So. We want to create that atmosphere. We didn't come in here for you, to, us to talk and you just to sit and listen. No, I know right. you got something to say because I got to deal with a fight, too. So I know just as well as I'm coming in here to give, God's going to give me something, too. So that's how the JTC services are formulated, where it's more of a conversation. And I'm not the deep guy, you know. But I tell you what, at the end of the service, and I call the altar call, the guys come, you know, they come because they can see I care and God is working. And yeah. so I'm just trying to get the results. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I'm not trying to act like I know it all because I'm a, the more I've gone in there, I realize I don't know nothing. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, these guys who are on their game, forget about it. But I've had multiple guys come up and say, listen, man, I like your style. I mean, he said, you said it's, you said it's so plain. I mean, that's what the Bible is. We're trying right. to make it plain so you can understand it and apply it. If I'm saying these big words, but you don't understand what I'm saying and you shouting and you getting excited, but after the service is over, you don't know what to do. Right. I didn't do my job, man. So it's just been a beautiful um, experience um, going into You know, what's, what's funny is, is, uh, uh, I'm just I'm meeting with my ghostwriter now. He's not gonna actually ghostwrite for me. Mm -hmm. He he knows I want to write the book myself, mm -hmm. and so he's just coaching me. Okay. And this is a guy is really neat. This is a guy who has been giving to our ministry through Cash App for I want to say three or four years, and 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 I didn't know you know all of a sudden I'm telling my wife I'm like somebody's giving on a regular basis, like sometimes seven times a day, sometimes, you know, two times a day, sometimes, you know, three or four times a month, all this stuff. And they're weird amounts. And, and it's like, I'm like, I don't know who this is. And, and we're the name on the cash app. We're like Googling it, trying to see if it's a business or whatever. It sounds kind of, sounds kind of cool, but it's not a regular name. And so we're doing everything. And, and on cash app, there's no like message. Like yeah. you can't yeah. send them a message. Yeah. So, yeah. But but what I what I realized is that if I can send him a I can send him a dollar back, mm. and there's a little note section. Uh, so I I took one of his dollars that he donated and sent it back to and him. sent it back to him and said, hey, by the way, we just want to say thank you. Mm. 
We don't know who you are. We're trying to guess what the name's all about. Mm-hmm. We're trying to guess why the uh, amounts are so weird and different. Mm-hmm. $2.52, $10.91. We're trying to guess what it is. But 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 through all the not knowing, we just want to say thank you because we don't have a way to say thank you. We don't have a way to send you a, a giving statement yeah, at the end of the yeah, year. Nothing. But we just want to say thank you. Wow. And then he, I said, I said, here's my number and my email address. Mm-hmm. If you want to connect, if you don't want to connect yeah, and you just fine. want to stay anonymous, I'm yeah. good with that too. Wow. Well, we connected, oh. and over the last three or four years, you know, his the 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 cash app name was a combination. One of them, uh, one of the words was dynamic. Which is comes from the Greek word uh, dunamis mm. in the New Testament, which stands for dynamite. Mm-hmm. That's when it's talking about the power of God in, mm-hmm. in, in, in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. It comes from the word yes. dunamis, which is power. And then he said, Papa Very is uh, two, 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 word, two separate words, Papa and Very, uh, and their combinations of their last names, of okay. their original last names or something, some, some, kind, of, okay. some kind of family name. Okay. And then content, dynamic Papa Very content. Mm. And so, um, so anyway, he said, yeah, I'm a ghostwriter. And I've connected these, these amounts are connected to the royalties of the books that I've written. And I'm like, how cool is this? Well, this has been going on for four years, whatever. And he's, and he just finds different ways. He's like, Hey, you should make an Amazon wish list and let me buy some stuff off there too, instead of just donating straight cash. And so every time we, we load up our Amazon wish list, man, he's the one buying most of it. Uh, and then, and then he's just like, Hey, y'all should do a personal wish list too. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, he goes, I mean, I, I can buy stuff for forgiven fellows, but I know y'all. Mm. I know I want to minister to y'all yes. too, your family. Yes. So yes. make a gum family personal wish list with your daughters, mm-hmm. something for your daughter, something for yourself. And so he'll have to re- he has to remind me every once in a while, but I do it. And man, he buys, you know, he buys these That's stuff. Cool. And I'm just like, man, it's God. guys like that who know how to refresh yes. us. Yes. And I said, well, how did you hear about forgiven felons? Mm. And he said, well, I just Googled. Non. This is way back uh-huh. then when when nonprofits, not very many nonprofits had cash apps, mm. and I was one of the only ones. But he Googled nonprofit organizations with cash app. Wow. He said only two showed up, this and he said so... I chose yours because of the name. Mm. I said, okay, well, what does the name forgiven felons mean to you? He goes, I'm a forgiven mm. felon too. I did time in California. Wow. You never know. And now years later. I told him, he said, how can I pray with you in 2024? I said, I need to write this book. Mm. And he says, all right, I'm going to help you. And he already, he's done so many things. But he said to me, he said, have you got anything written? I said, yeah, I've I've been stuck on chapter three or, you know, Uh I've written three chapters. He says, send it to me. He goes, and you don't mind, you know, listening to my feedback. I said, no, not not at all. And I said all that to say this, this is the part that I wanted to Mm. tell you. We're talking about, you know, not using big words and just Mm -hmm, making mm -hmm, it simple. mm -hmm. He said, Jaden, he said, you're telling a chronological story from the time you were born. Mm. And in, in three chapters, you, 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 you don't leave any details out and you tell us everything from your birth mm. till your college years. Mm. He said, it's a chronological story. I don't know anything about your testimony yet. Mm. He said, the most powerful testimony in the whole Bible is the, is the one where the man said, the, 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 the Pharisees were asking him questions and he says, I don't know. All I know is I once was blind mm. and now I, I see. see. Mm. Well, what about this? What about, I don't know. All I know is mm. once I was blind mm. and now I mm. see. And he's like, this is how you write your testimony. You keep it as simple as possible. Wow. And all, and you just tell people, all I know is I once, once was, was blind. blind. Tell, tell the see. stories of how you were blind. And then, but now I see. Wow. 
you know, and uh, and that's helped me a lot. Simplify. And he he's already helped me get a you know, uh, show me how to do an outline and everything. It's gonna be out. It's gonna be out by twenty twenty four. So uh, so I'm excited, man. But um, I'm excited for you, man, and and uh, to get to know you and to hang out with you today. Uh, to understand how it all got started. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you are where you are because of a conversation you were not afraid to have with those inmates that came yeah. and worked in your church. Yeah. 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 Way back then. It started with this a conversation. Was, you were just showing up every time they were up. there just and having up. conversations with, out with the brothers. And you, you probably don't even know the true impact that you had no. on all their lives. You have a clue, you know, yeah. but you were willing. Yeah. Jesus was willing to have mm-hmm. conversations with people that nobody else wanted to have yeah. conversations with. And, uh, it, you know, and that's, and that's what I like about the name. Yeah. That's what I like yeah. about the movement. Yeah. And, uh, so thank you for all you yeah. do, man. And, and for you too, E2, <laughs> you too. Thank yeah. you for all you do, so, man. No problem. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, cause it, 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 there's nothing better than to, to do what you do, but to also have family and people that support, yeah, support you and do what you do. Absolutely. And I'll tell you what, man, my wife is the best encourager. Uh, I couldn't be here today without her. Mm-hmm. I'm here by the grace of, grace of God, my mama's prayers, and my wife's support. Yeah. But, man, I tell you what, the, the letters that you guys and gals from all over the nation write to me mm-hmm. and encourage me, some of them pray over me, yeah. pray for me, yeah. speak words over me. Man, those things mean a yeah, lot, a lot, man, because you, 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 you wonder, is this <laughs> worth it? Is it worth it, man? <laughs> And then you get an encouraging word from yes. somebody behind bars, and you're like, "Man, I don't even get that encouraged from people in the yeah, church." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's a, it's a, yeah. Remember a the time man. a pastor encouraged me that much? <laughs> you know, gave me that much strength yeah. and vim and vigor, and yeah. just made me feel like I, I can do it. Yeah, I can do it. Yeah, I can do it. Because man, I will tell you what, some churches they don't they don't they don't want you feeling like a king. Yeah, they want yeah. you to be their servant. Yeah, we gotta <laughs> we gotta when we know. We know better. We can do better, and uh, it's just a game changer. Because uh, you, you know, we used to say in JTC, no motives, one agenda, service. This is about yeah, service. Yeah, so, yeah. so I know if I can lift you up, God's gonna take care of me. You know, we got to be. You know, it's about lifting each other up. If I'm not, if I'm coming into somebody's presence, I don't need to weigh you down more than where you already may be. Who needs that? So my thing is with JTC, we're real adamant about that. You know, whether we're in the schools, whether we're in the prisons, when we leave, the consensus should be that, man, I feel better now. Yes. I I can make it. You've added value. Yeah, there you go. Jesus added value wherever he went. We got to add value. And if we're if we're following the model, yeah. we we're need to add value. We need to bring we're value. Add value. And sometimes the value will come in correction and come, yeah. and come in different ways. But we want to add value because it's people's lives. Yes. It's people's lives that God, back to what we were talking about early stewardship, that's entrusting us with, man. So yeah. we, we, you know, because if I help you, if I help you win, I win. I'm going to get, I'm, listen, everybody's yeah. going to get theirs at their time. The main thing, my pastor, the great Russell V. Penn Jr., Second Missionary Baptist Church, Farrell, Pennsylvania. He preached a sermon way back called Bloom Where You Planted. Hmm. It's like wherever, yep. it's not where you're going, it's where you're at. You know, you want to be the light there. And if you're the light there, you know, God will continue to move you. So I'm just humbled and honored yeah. that God would, the more I learned that he would allow me um, to be 
in these guys' lives yeah. um, over this eight years now um, and the many interactions that have taken place, man. So thanks for all that you do. Well, thank you. And and, uh, and, and so I want to I wanna end here with both of you guys uh, saying something to the inmates, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. And you can, you can uh, there's, there, our podcast in particular has about 35,000 subscribers each week. They, they they get notified on their Pando app mm. when a new episode drops, gotcha. all right? So we have thirty about 35,000 that are weekly subscribed, okay? So you're talking to at least that many. Mm-hmm. But we know on average yeah. there's about 250,000 uh, views per month mm. of our content. So not everybody who views it is subscribed. Yes, so we have a lot more people that gotcha. watch this. So um, not only address, you know, the guys here at home know you're mm-hmm. talking to them, but now let's expand it and talk mm-hmm. to inmates all mm-hmm. in the county jails. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got some inmates uh, from Pennsylvania that have written in. So who knows? I don't know. I don't know if we can find out that if it, if that yes. county jail that you used to talk to the yeah, inmates right. from. I would, wow. What county is it? Uh, Mercer. Mercer, Mercer County, county prison. in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it a county jail or a prison? Mercer, uh, that's a good question. It was so low. It's the only one right there. It's right there in Mercer. Okay. Mercer ain't nothing but a minute big. So you peep, you guys uh, in, uh, in in Pennsylvania that write in to let us know you're listening, uh, let us know if Mercer is uh, is is somebody who's yeah. listening. So we'd like to know wow. that. Yeah, Mercer. But, uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, there. I think there's somewhere now close to 700,000 tablets Yes. nationwide yes. through okay. Securus. Yeah. So uh, so just speak wow. and give an encouraging word to everybody behind bars. Uh, uh, e, you go first, and then E2, I'd like for you to address them too, you know? You just want, uh, say something to them. You uh, want to go first or you want me to go first? I'll go first. I don't mind. All right. Yeah, put, put the camera on you. Take it off split. There you go. There we go. You can see them like this? Yeah. You can pull that, uh, pull that out a little more. Okay. Stretch it. Yeah, pull it. There you go. Cool. Yes, sir. Um, first of all, I just wanted to uh, thank y'all. Um, the, from the first time that I ended up going into the prisons and just fellowshipping with y'all for the first time, uh, there wasn't really – I knew that in life – I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do with my life exactly. So, um, yeah, just coming in contact with y'all, I got uh, more an idea of my purpose uh, as me just being in there and talking to y'all, the, as I was pouring into y'all, it was it wasn't until I got out, so I realized how much y'all had poured into me. So, um, just it's uh, E two TV. Uh, through your purpose, you'll find your prosperity, and prosperity doesn't necessarily have to be uh, anything financial, uh, money, uh, materialistic things, but just uh, your, through through your purpose through God you'll find prosperity, which is just fulfillment in your life. And that's something that money can't buy. So, yeah, I just want to thank you all for everything that y'all have done for me and everything that just God has done for me and everything that he does through me and that he does through y'all. Uh, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome, wow. man. Okay. Wow. All right. You got to follow that now, man. You got to follow that. Ooh, that's going to be rough. All right. To the Kings all over the U.S. and wherever else uh, this Pando app uh, will be viewed. Listen, man, I just want you to know the only main reason I'm here today uh, besides meeting uh, the great Jay uh, is that I love y'all. 
I'm inspired by y'all. Um, the things that you deal with on a daily basis uh, is absolutely like ludicrous at times when I think about it. Um, but I call them the one thing I said, I call y'all kings and I want you to look at the prison as the palace. But this palace is for training. I call it elite training kings in training. So you got your kings. That's who you are. Where do kings live? They live in a palace. But this palace, I call it, it's not the palace with all the grandeur and the chandeliers and all that stuff. This palace is like the Mike Tyson back in the day boxing with no socks on type palace mm. where you're being trained to make impact in there and out here. So as you go through your day-to-day -day walk, know that first off, God loves you. I know certain people will say that God put you there. No, it's usually us and our decisions. However, it's not where you start, it's where you finish. I believe your best days are ahead of you. I believe that as you continue to grow in faith and look to serve, I believe favor will fall on you. I think I believe that those who may have sentences that seem irreversible, I believe that God will speed up the time. Uh, like we would say, you just uh, you just want to be ready. You just want to be ready. You know, it's not about getting out. It's about being ready to get out. But yeah. while you're in there, impact the lives. Know that your kids still need you. There's nobody's voice like a father's voice. So continue to bridge those gaps and make the impact where it can be made in your children's lives. And for those of you who might be married in your family's lives, listen, they don't know what you know. A man that's on a mission behind prison walls that's on fire for God, I ain't seen nothing like it. So the impact, don't let the white, especially here in Texas, I don't know in other cities or other states, they might wear something different, but don't let the uniform fool you. You are, um, what is it, fearfully and wonderfully made. God is using you now and wants to continue to use you to impact lives because like me and Jay was talking about, you'll never know how you're changing somebody's lives, even from the way you live your life, which is the most important. So I just want to encourage you. I thank you for taking this time to listen to us today. I call it and thank you again, Jay, for allowing me to be on your podcast um, to do this background check. Listen, your best days are ahead of you. Life and death is in the power of your tongue. You're going to eat it. So since you're going to eat it, you might as well eat well. And as JTC, we will always say, if you're going to have a conversation, make it a good one. I'm a out. Amen. Amen. All right. Amen. Well, we're going to, we're going to pray it out. And, uh, and you know, I would like, I'd be honored, you know, mm -hmm. if you would just end, mm -hmm. end our podcast episode with, uh, with prayer, you know, uh, and, and every, every episode has a little, little button on there that says, uh, you can mark as watched. And then there's another one that says you can mark if you've accepted Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm from this episode. So, uh, so, so I would, I would love, it'd be honored if you would just pray everybody out and, uh, pray over the ones that are going to accept Jesus Christ, you know, for the first time or, or be, or realize that they are a King for the first time after, uh, after they give their, their heart to the Lord and the ones that know that they want to be a King. I want to be a King, you know, uh, cause all I see is the old me right now. And I want to, I want to, I want to be a King and you can be a King by accepting Jesus into your heart, letting him just be, 
the Lord, mm. not just be somebody you say you believe in because the devil believes in God. <laughs> the devil believes in Jesus, but he's not a disciple. No lordship. There's no lordship and there's no discipleship. So if that's wow. you, you want to accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior today, then uh, then as, as, as Eric prays, uh, then you can do that. You can do that right from where you are. Mm-hmm. My life got changed in an ad seg sale. Mm-hmm. It wasn't at an altar. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, you can change today wow. as, as he prays. So wow. go ahead, wow. close us out, man. Wow. Father, Father, we thank you, Lord, for this honor and privilege you give us to come together um, as brothers, Father God. Yes, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for unity, Father God. We thank you, Lord, for the words that have been spoken over these over this podcast, over the airways, Father God. Father God, we come together in faith knowing that you're able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think, Father God. So, Father, we thank you in advance for the new kings on the horizons. We thank you, Lord, for those who are going to hear this podcast, Father God, and are going to realize who you are and how you have been pulling at their lives, Father God. They're going to accept you as their personal Savior, Father God. Me and Jay and my son know, Father God, but if it was not for you on our side, where would we be today? Mm, That's a scary thought, Father God. So we thank you, Lord God, for your omnipresence. You're all knowing, you're all seeing, you're being everywhere at the same time. And since you're everywhere at the same time, and since you all know, you're all knowing, we thank you, Lord God, that you know that these words are going to change lives today. We thank you, Lord, for the salvations that are taking place. We thank you, Lord, for the guys who know you already, but just haven't been able to figure out how to navigate into this priesthood that you have designed for us to be in, Father God. So we thank you, Lord, for revelation. We thank you, Lord, for scales falling off our eyes, Father God. We thank you, Lord, as we said, they were once blind, but now they can see even clearer, Father God, the plans that you have for them, Father God. So, Father God, we thank you, Lord God, that no weapon formed against this broadcast shall be able to prosper, Father God. We thank you, Lord, for those who are going to click salvation, Father God, for their new birth in you. We thank you, Lord, those who will have the rebirth knowing, Father God, that you are with them, Father God. You want more for them and that you will allow them to see themselves like you see us, Father God. Father, we thank you, Lord, in advance. We thank you, Lord God, for healing. We thank you, Lord, for delivering, for setting free. We thank you, Lord, for all of those cares. You said to cast our cares on you because you care for us. So, Father God, help these men that every care that they have that'll be cast on you, Father God, that they can walk in the liberty that you have called them to be. And as we just close this out, Father God, we thank you, Lord, for the salvations. We thank you, Lord, for the healings. We thank you, Lord, for the rebirths. But we also thank you, Lord, for the impact that they're going to have on others lives behind those walls father god and even in their own family father god that they will see the change in them yes Lord. and want what they have and we give you the praise the honor and the glory in advance father god and we stand in expectation of the testimonies that will come forth yes in jesus name we pray amen amen now you may be wondering if you're sitting there and you've never been saved you didn't you weren't around any of this uh you may be asking how do i get saved well romans spells it out very clearly if you confess with your mouth believe in your heart that jesus christ died for your sins and rose again you shall be saved and all you have to do is pray those words okay now that's not the end there's a moment of salvation and then there's the journey of sanctification okay and once you give your heart to the lord you need to be discipled okay and and if you are in seg then you can watch the start fresh 
uh, fresh start videos on Pando. Y'all know where they are. I showed you before. Scroll down a little bit past the trending and there's all the ones. Salvation, Holy Spirit, baptism, all those. What to do after you get saved and after you. So you can pray that prayer right now. Just the words I gave you. Confess, Lord, I confess with your mouth. I believe in my heart that you died on the cross for me and rose again. And just say, Jesus, I ask you into my heart to give me a new heart. And when you do that, you're going to be saved. And then if you're, if you're able to go and get in community, you know, get to church. Well, I don't want to go to church out here because everybody's trafficking, trading, and so much stuff that goes on in church. Well, guess what? A lot of people come to church out here for the wrong reason too. So, so to, to get used to it, start going in there <laughs> so you know how to handle the handle the hypocrites out here all right so plus if it's that dark you need to go be a light, be light. all right be light. so we love y'all thank you for not letting your background hold you back but making it pay you back thanks again e1 back. and e2 yes sir thank y'all so thanks much e2 us. hey he did a good job Ooh. didn't he come on y'all need to write y'all need to write mm-hmm. write uh do, uh we have an address where people can write mm. to you directly yes okay so oh, mm-hmm. you uh, you want the uh, address or you want the web address? What do you want? The... Whatever inmates can write to. If they want okay. to write to, to you uh, based on, you know, something we said on this episode. I got you. Uh, then, uh, then you give me that address and I'll post it. Okay. I'll so, put it on the end uh, of the show. So will they still be able to mail out or do they have to? Because I'm on the Sirius app. Do what's the best way to do that? Well, you would have to add them. Uh, you would have to add them uh, as a contact. Gotcha. So they would need to write you first okay. and say, "Hey, I'd like to be. I'd like to be on your okay. contact list." Gotcha. Then you can add them right there. Right. So, so we just need a PO box or whatever oh, you have. Okay. There we go. Two ten, Hector E C T O R Drive, PO Box seven nine one. The great city of Euless, E-U-L-E-S-S, Texas, 76039. Just address it to King E. King E. And we yes, will uh, we'll put that uh, we'll put that up on the screen yes. too. And it's JTC, the letter X in the word change, C H A N G E, comma I N C is the uh, name All of the right. organization. We will get that because because uh, I know I know people will want to write and uh, say hello to you from all over the nation. Yeah, that would be awesome. And uh, and and so hopefully your PO everybody that comes on the show that gives an address uh, their 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 PO box or wherever right. is full. So so I'll, so yeah, y'all write them and let them know. Let write uh, and let E two E two know how he did on the yeah. on the switcher. Man, yeah. I think he did a great job. Yeah. Man, that was did a, a great job. Learning. Thank you quick for learning. thank you for. Uh, yeah. For doing and stepping in for me, man, mm-hmm. felt like a thank you, thank like you. a whole burden. Just I was able to just yeah, sit and just relax chill and relax, and chill. Because a lot of times I'll be doing, I'll be doing that, <laughs> and, and over and, here. And, and, well, and I forget. Mm-hmm. I'll be talking and I forget to change it to me, and it's just all my guests. So now all they're <laughs> so, seeing is my guests voice, and my voice, voice. I got you, <laughs> or vice versa. See, so, like I said, we come at JTC to yeah. lift load. That's there what you we go. Do. Thank you. Loads. Come awesome. to serve. All right, y'all have a great week. And uh, hey, listen, the music that we played that we came into, the intro, that's from uh, Mark Jones. Two episodes or uh, episode, I don't know how many episodes ago, because I don't know what episode this will be. But it's episode 155, Mark Jones. Mark Jones is a a CO Mm. at the Hughes Unit. And he's a Christian hip-hop artist as well. So we had him on and got to hear his story before Christ. 
and got to hear how he came to Christ, and then we mm -hmm. got to play a lot of his songs. Shout there's no Mark. there's no video. There's just audio, yeah. but we got to play his songs, and everybody, you know, he's been telling all the inmates, I, I got, you know, I got music, and then mm. everybody's like, hey, you need to get Mark on the show. Wow. And so I said, all right, let's do it. Let's get him on go the show. Ahead, Mark, keep up the good work. Yes, buddy. yes, yes, yes. So, so y'all go make sure you listen to Mark's episode, and uh, and and check out that music. All right. All right, we're out of here. See you. We See out. you next week. Peace. Uh, it was totally different. Uh, it was an hour to let, you know, all the inmates in here know that man, there are people out there that love and care for us. You know, it ain't just, whenever you think you're in your little shell and it's all just you, man, there's people out there that are praying for us and wanting the better for us. You know, they, they, they made a big impact on my life, really, when they came out there. Because at first I was like, man, I ain't going to go out there. It's too hot. <laughs> I'm too big, but I was like, man, when I got out there, I'm like, man, these are great individuals, man, and they got pure hearts, and they want to, the way that y'all reach people, and the way y'all bring the word to us is, is, is different, you know, it's, it's, it's really, like I said, it's impactful, and it's uplifting, and it's a great opportunity, so if I ever see, I encourage any of y'all, if y'all ever see that billboard again, the JTC on it, hey man, go out there, man. Because they got something to give y'all. And it's, it's going to be impactful, it's going to change y'all's lives. Okay, if I had some money in my pocket, I'd be right now. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Background Check Podcast, brought to you by Forgiven Felons, helping people with the past realize their future. For more information, please visit ForgivenFelons.org. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and please don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss the latest episode. I'm J.D. Gum, and this has been Background Check.